Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by PicTalk and Parametric Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and real perspectives in the world of film and television. Today, we're talking about Spider-Man No Way Home. It's Marvel's most anticipated and most ambitious movie of the year. But did it stick the landing? That and more on today's episode of The Real Review, so stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. A lot of the other Spider-Mans, in my opinion, have had really good one-liners, kind mm-hmm. of like zingers. He doesn't really have a lot of those. His one-liners tend to be very much like, whoa, 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 wait, 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 let mm-hmm. me explain. Mm-hmm. We need to talk. Like, calm down. That seems like his his thing is like nerves. Right. It tends to be The that other thing I noticed, too, is whenever he gets in a fight afterwards, his eyes are really red. Oh, they did do that in a lot in this he movie. He cries a lot. Yeah. He does cry a lot. Oh, He's there's like a whole a, Mexican a standoff fight. of teenagers crying in this movie. <laughs> that Spoiler. Is yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, we can get into it now. I guess that's kind of good enough. <laughs> I was unexpecting that. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good one, yeah. You serious? <laughs> <laughs> you serious? I'm gonna need a direct line from my laptop yeah. into the recording, please. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I mean, that was the the first point where they started <clears throat> to tie in, I guess, the old Spider-Man with the the current Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And I was very happy that. The, that they made that choice. It's been very odd, I think, for me in experiencing the Marvel multiverse because it's been weirdly defined, I think, in my mind to the point where it's like, I don't I don't really know. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, but like, what are the rules to the multiverse right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't... Well, you watched Loki, right? I did, yeah. Okay, that, to me, laid the groundwork for it pretty well. And right, then... which is that there's like no rules. And then I watched the... um cry what, what do they call it? The... What ifs? Yeah, the what ifs. Yeah, you're right. Um, and those again, it's like no rules. Just kind of do whatever you feel like doing. I thought this movie handled the multiverse really well. I'm not sure if that's a spoiler a whole lot or not. No, I mean everybody kind of knows it's coming, right? Yeah. Um, if, if you don't already know that, right. it's dealing well, I mean, with the multiverse. In the title, you know, Spider-Man: No Way Home, home to the Multiverse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Semicolon, comma. Captain America verse. Yeah. Captain uh, America verse. Yeah. But anyway, I think the knee-jerk reaction to something like this would be go overboard mm-hmm. and just make it like i mean it's a multiverse it could literally be whatever you want it to be and yeah. they did a good job of keeping it grounded yeah i'd agree with that mm-hmm. i i'm not attacking the idea of them doing a multiverse mm-hmm. i just no i know there's an idea in my mind of kind of what that would look like which is basically like in my the way that i had imagined it originally when they said they were going to get it maybe it's because i'm very unfamiliar with the comic book unlike uh, yourself um is basically the you know it was going to be the same people, just different iterations of that that have done different things and experienced different things. But it's almost, especially based on the what ifs, it's like any entity could be a different entity. So you could have literally a crocodile version of a person, mm-hmm. or you know a god, if you will, for Loki. Um, and that's just kind of how it's going to be in the multiverse, which is again, so it's just kind of like there's no rules, um, which is good yeah. in a way because it keeps you guessing, like what's what's it going to be like. But then it's also a little bit like it just feels a little too out there at times. But I like I I think in this one they did like do a good job with the multiverse aspects, and we won't get into the, the spoilers too much right. at this point. But um, but they what, keep it grounded, I think. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, why don't well, the, the comics in, in particular were so brilliant back in the day? Of course, yeah, when I was actually collecting them. Uh, twofold. It is like an anthology where, 
like you're saying, no rules, anything can go. But it was really a um, a way to like showcase new artists or new writers to get, kind of get their feet wet. So it's like a one issue standoff. So, you know, when Rob Liefeld was, you know, coming up with his New Mutants run and everything, he did a what if, you know, Wolverine joined S.H.I.E.L.D. And it was just one one issue, you know, mm-hmm. different writers. And, and they were always great. Mm-hmm. The, the series, you know, kind of started and stopped a couple times, but uh, they've always been great. And they're, they're always fun. Yeah. But yeah, you're not contributing anything to the overall Marvel universe yeah. by having them. Agreed. Yeah, there's no permanent choice. They're right? fun. But yeah, yeah. if we're going to waste that you know, you're like, I'm not going to criticize. I will, but uh, <laughs> but I'm Somebody saying, yeah, I but, would. I mean, but I'm saying, are are you going to waste? Not waste, but I think what they're doing with Kang, I think, is going to be brilliant. Hopefully, but if you're going to waste a couple movies on a multiverse by by showing us a bunch of stuff that, oh, crazy! But at the end of the day, it's all going to go back to normal, and yeah. you haven't really pushed forward the regular universe. You're you just wasted five years or something. Yeah, that I agree with that. I, there's been a sense that I've had, right? M- my feeling of the Marvel Universe right now is it's been so focused on secondary things. It's been, there hasn't been one driving story. And it's 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 hard to compete, right? You know, you have the Infinity Saga. Well, yeah, but... It's hard to compete with that story narrative. But right now, it's like, where are they going other than... Yeah, there's been two Spider-Man movies now that don't push the narrative. Right, and all. the big thing that they've said with every f- show even, in my opinion, is that we're undoing everything from what you thought you knew about the Marvel Universe. You know, the characters are being reimagined. The You know, the Infinity Stones themselves are now gone and or pointless, you know, depending upon if you're mm-hmm. where you're at in the multiverse, you know? So it's like, it was just a very quick turn. It was like, we went from this huge buildup, Infinity Saga, Endgame, to now all of a sudden it's like, and eh, we're going to show you a bunch of other stuff that makes all that feel like it's less important. It's not a bad thing necessarily. It just is kind of, oh. it, it. it's left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth at times. And I felt mm-hmm. like to tie it in specifically with Spider-Man No Way Home, I felt like this was the first project that they did without spoiling aspects where it really felt like it stood on the shoulders of prior footage, like prior movies and prior content, not even from the unit, this Marvel universe, but it stood on those shoulders and it did it in a, like an uplifting positive way versus versus what we saw in Loki, which is literally like, Oh yeah. Infinity Stones, you know, who cares about those? Those don't do anything. It's like, well, those were so important for, you know, 10 years of my life. I would like to know that they have some weight and some significance. Sorry. Well, I mean, but that specific scene is basically saying that in an an alternate universe, those stones don't have that same power because they weren't forged in that. that, I get that. And I I understand the mindset behind why they want to show that. It's just that it does a disservice. It's like... You have a character that you've built up this connection with for 10 years, and then suddenly somebody comes to you and goes, oh, yeah, they're weak. They're stupid. They don't matter. Mm -hmm. They have no point in in any of this. It was was hardly a quantitative alien milking scene. No, it wasn't. Uh, Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a (laughs) a Star Wars reference for those who don't get that. Um, It just hit me in a way, again, where it felt like a disservice to fans, and it feels like they've been trying to do a lot to just say, like, we're – Get over what we did with Endgame. Get over exactly. what's happened with prior yeah, movies if, and if content. If I see Robert Downey Jr. in the role in a multiverse Iron Man, 
it's going to ruin it for me. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's you bring not... up a good point, Joel, though, because there hasn't been a movie since Endgame besides this one that even references it, right? You've had no. Shang-Chi, Eternals. Yeah, Shang-Chi, which is kind of starting its own thing. Far and From Home. Only briefly mentions like the Avengers. And, right. And then you had uh, I guess far Black from, Widow. Far From Home, Stark is dead. Yep. That's then, about it, though, right? Right, yeah. And that took place. Yeah, that's the first yeah. one after Endgame. Black yeah. Widow doesn't reference Black it. Widow doesn't reference it really at all because it's a it's prequel of prequel. sorts. It's, to the it's after Civil War, right. before And Infinity then you had War. the Eternals, which... So this is the first movie to actually reference Endgame, basically, right? Not I, really. I would say not... Not reference, but like you said, stand on the shoulders of... Yeah, stand on the shoulders of. Eternals mm-hmm. referenced it again, but it wasn't part of the plot. Far From Home did. You know, I thought... Is very relevant. Yeah, you know, for far from the home. morning of Tony Stark. And... I would agree. Yeah, but other than that, it's, it it's doesn't most of the content. I guess you should yeah. say not all of it, but most of the content has really been like pushing different stories and different narratives that have been very, very, very minor connections. Right. Whereas endings. this one felt like more. It pushed the entire narrative. Right. It was a me. continuation of the story mm-hmm. that ended with Endgame and the conclusion of a number of different characters within that. So it was like there was a significance to this. And it wasn't just like an offhanded reference or like an attack against stuff that happened during that. Um, this one had a lot of tie-ins to, I mean, there was even a tie-in to what was happening with, um, I forget the little name of that city that Thor, the people of Asgard created. But like in the movie, there's like a little reference to what's going on with them. And it's, you know, they're talking about, um, what's his name? Uh, Samuel Jackson's character. Nick Fury. Uh, Nick Fury. They're talking about him being off planet mm-hmm. and spoiler, but like, they're you know, there's references and there's tie-ins to what's been going on with the bigger narrative. And I like that. It's Did nice you... to kind of be back to like, hey, we're we're back into our main story right. versus all these side things, which at some point, especially like with yeah. Black Widow or not Black Widow, with um, Scarlet uh, Witch, you know, with her tie-in to Doctor Strange, it looks like with the next film and but everything. You, but you got to remember all this stuff is delayed by at least a year. Like, I know. Like all these movies, I, I'm not would saying have that, already it came out. I'm not saying they don't ago. have valid reasons and understanding for why that is the case. I'm saying it's nice mm-hmm. that it that it is the case though that we're moving yeah, into yeah, yeah. actual content that connects. It's kind of See. smart because if they're going to run with this for 50 years, I mean, what is the cutoff, right? Yeah. 50 years, maybe. Yeah, well, we haven't even gotten to the yeah. Fox uh, acquiring acquiring a Fox, right? So yeah. at some point, we even got, there's a lot of people. X-Men, Fantastic about when Four. When they're going to do that, they now. actually made a, right. an announcement for Fantastic Four. So let's say yeah. the average age of the bureau viewer is 13. Yeah, right, for a kid, anyway. At some point, which is now pretty much, that 13 year old was born right when this started. Yeah. So at some point, they might not want to go back and watch the 18 movies. Yeah. Right. They okay. might want to just say, oh, just start with Spider Man No Way Home. Right. And watch from there. And they'll do like the reboot, which is like they're, yeah, you know, or they're going to live you know, long enough to see Spider Man milk a quad-titted alien. They'll do their restart. Like they'll do their Spider Man 1 again, Iron Man 1 again at some point, but I don't think we're there. Well, There's I'm, still plenty that they What I'm most scared of is. They're going to use the multiverse as an excuse to just shoehorn in new actors all, playing the same characters. No, old that too. Old franchises just being folded in because it's much easier. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, I I could see them doing it. I mean, that's a very creative. I love Hugh Jackman, but I want a new X Men. I want a new Wolverine. I want. A what new... if it's like Disney's multiverse? So it's like, and here's Donald Duck, <laughs> and all of a sudden Elsa <laughs> from Frozen yeah, right. comes out of a portal. <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just kidding. Sorry. Did um, you catch, because we were just talking about references and this one's not a spoiler. Did you catch the connection to Hawkeye in the movie? I did. Yeah. Right at the beginning where right it's Rogers beginning, yeah. the musical. Yeah. I, there was a cut. There was, I watched, uh, like I caught some of them, but I'm like, I want to be up on all the tie-ins and I watched a movie on YouTube or a mm-hmm. video talking about all the different tie-ins and Easter eggs. And it was like over 30. Oh, I, I did not so catch many, 30. Yeah, yeah. Even the Screen car crush is really good. And uh, new rock stars are there. Mm-hmm. They're kind of annoying, but yeah, even, even the license plates on the cars, there's like one big fight scene that takes place again, not trying to spoil too much here, but there's a big scene that takes place on a bridge and the license plates, the director has been known for this, but like one of the license plates, um, is an anagram for I think Spidey, and it's also um, the date and number of the publication of the first appearance of another oh. one of Doc Ock. Yeah, that's cool. uh, and then there's like on one of the outsides, a Spider-Man like swings by. There's this deli that he goes to, and it's like deli, and it's got the third mm-hmm. now because it's like the third Spider-Man film. And there's just there's so many tie-ins. Well, that deli got blown up or something. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So it's just it's really cool if you get a chance to watch and go back. And it's amazing how they've man. I they they have to have somewhere like I would think like a show book, which is like a description of all the characters and like key. Mm-hmm. Here's like six things about them that yeah, are like a lot key of, aspects. A lot of right? dick go in the graffiti in the background when they're on that roof. Yeah. Spoilers, they're on a roof. Right. It's like, well, it's like, here's here's Happy, uh, you know, and Happy used to look like this and Happy wants this. And so because there was like a tie in and I won't say how, but like they show a picture of Happy from long ago with long hair. And they also show that he used to watch uh, Downton Abbey. And mm-hmm. so it's like he used to watch Downton Abbey and they had Downton Abbey on the bookshelf, like in his in his apartment. So it's like all these things that just they tie in. That's what, again, when I come back to it, I'm like, that's the Marvel that I love. Not necessarily that they can't introduce new characters and new stories. I want that, right? You want to grow the universe and and have new things that are entering into it. But you don't want it to be, again, just kind of like saying, oh, well, that's dumb. Like you don't – who cares about what happened with Iron Man or the Infinite? Like if it's going to trash what came before, then I'm probably not going to enjoy that because, again, it's, it's in a weird way trashing what I was mm-hmm. invested in and connected to. So – I don't feel like they've done that overtly. Like, I don't feel like they've specifically pointed at the audience and said, like, you're stupid. Like, I talk about Walking Dead a lot with people, and that's a show that basically started to get to the point where it was, like, really just trying to almost insult its watchers. You know what I mean? Oh, you thought he was dead. Ha, ha, ha. No, now he's actually dead, and it's so much worse. Ha, ha, ha. Like, they're not doing that with Marvel yet. Maybe they'll get to that point. Hopefully not. I think that's a bad choice when you start to, like... Attack well, your viewers? Well, yeah, AMC in particular had so much behind-the-scenes drama in terms of budget cuts and screwing over actors and all that Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 100%. I mean, but they they are also the direction they took the story started to take a very negative turn. Like, it was not not just cheap, not just, you know, poorly no, we're um, talking, staged. We're not talking just, double the episode n- number per season. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was, with half the budget. I was very aware of that. I mean, they, ki- they, they <clears> killed off the showrunner. Like yeah, a month Darabont before the third pissed. season started off yeah. and he had brought in a bunch of his, I mean, then they asked for more budget, yeah. lower budget with more episodes. Like I'm totally aware of that. It's just the actual story itself became something very negative. And it wasn't like Game of Thrones. I can understand yeah. if it's like, well, they just, you know, they don't have the money. So they're going to have an episode where they're stuck in a trailer, you know, yeah, the bottle or, episode or whatever. right. The bottle episode or the, the season, the entire, no, the entire season where they're, season where they're stuck on a farm. farm yeah. Right. And the whole thing is about how do we get this? you know zombie out of a well it's like 
who cares? You know, I get it, but <laughs> who cares? So, Drama. right. So the whole point is, I'm just saying is as long as Marvel does, I'm understanding the fact that they need to bring in new elements and new things and it's going to be done better and worse. We've seen that even with their films, right? There's been new characters that they've introduced in better or worse ways. Like you did a great job introducing this character. You did a horrible job introducing this character. So I get that. It's just if it gets to the point where they're not just doing it poorly, but they're also doing it in a negative attacking fashion then mm-hmm. i'm gonna have a real problem personally yeah. mm-hmm. um before we get too far in which we're way are way into the weeds already but i want to make sure i get a chance for you guys to introduce yourself uh for people that are listening i'm joel cunningham i'm ross caligiuri i'm david deloso awesome and uh today we're talking about spider-man no way home uh in case you weren't already aware from the conversation uh, i'll give you a brief synopsis and then i'll do a little character rundown um so synopsis for this is with Spider-Man's identity now revealed, Peter asks Doctor Strange for help. When a spell goes wrong, dangerous foes from other worlds start to appear, forcing Peter, that's the multiverse there, uh, forcing Peter to discover what it truly means to be Spider-Man. Its director is John Watts, uh, stars Tom Holland, Zendaya, Benedict Cumberbatch, Jacob Batalon, uh, Jean Favreau, Jamie Foxx, William Defoe, Alfred Ma- I'm not going to go into all of them, especially because it could get into potential spoilers for people. Um, but... Yes, very large cast, very significant cast in many ways. Um, I I had a lot of thoughts and personal opinions about going into this Spider-Man movie, which was in many ways due to the fact that not just where the Marvel Universe is, that's a big part of it. Um, Spider-Man is one of my favorite superheroes of all time. That's always been the case for me. That's oh, another really? reason. Yeah, and then thirdly... And this was something that I've never expected to be of relevance, but has impacted my view of the movies and the content. We've seen Spider-Man now. This is the third iteration. So so you were there in the beginning with Tobey Maguire? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always been a fan of superhero movies. I loved, I mean, even going back to the original Batman with Michael Keaton, uh, the original Superman, like I... Dolph pretty much, Punisher. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Pretty much any superhero movie, I would pretty much always give it an opportunity to fail me, is kind of how I would say, because most were failures, unfortunately, especially after a certain iteration of the Batman films. Um, but I would try and give every one of the every, first one. Well, I really like the first two. Um, same director, same general, you know, production no, design, being, everything. Just being bad <laughs> yeah. Um, and it really gave me a, a perspective on what watching that as a kid, it really gave me because you always, I had always thought that you know Superman was what superheroes were supposed to be, right? They're always supposed to be larger than life, uplifting, you know, bold, strong, you know, in shape. Yeah, perfect in a certain sense. Um, and their struggles were much more external, right? That mm-hmm. they're they have all the strength within them, but there's other forces that are going to come against them, and they just have to rise up to the challenge. Batman was one of the first characters that I remember watching as a superhero, where it was like, yes, it was larger than life. It was grand. It was otherworldly, but it also had this dark edge to it where it was kind of like, oh, well, superhero characters can also be a little bit dark and moody and have some kind of negative aspects and edges to it. And I remember like the original Batman is one of my favorite films Mm -hmm. of all time. It's not because it's a great film, which I do really like it, but because of my connection to it. Um, Like the the Tim Burton first Correct. Batman. Wow. Yes, not the not the show or anything like that. I didn't really get into Batman shows Forever, before my right? time. That's what you're talking about. Yes, Batman absolutely. Forever? Batman credit card. There you Bat go. nips. Yeah. Bat- <laughs> <laughs> um, so going into this Spider-Man movie, there was a lot weighing on my shoulders, just because again of all those connections that I have in the context of it. And I always try to give a film a fair chance, but I will say that my expectations were very high 
for this one. And it, in many ways, actually met my expectations, which is a very big shocker for me. Um, these days, I don't have a lot of faith in Hollywood and a lot of different media that's coming out. There's a lot of times where I'm like, oh, I just can't trust that this is going to turn into something good. And this was the first time where I feel like I was in a while well rewarded uh, for kind of my weight. But I want to give you guys a chance to what were some, you know, what were you going My expectations going yeah. into it were low, but that's because I'm coming off of um, Shang-Chi. Yeah. And, and Shang-Chi. <laughs> and only because like we're talking about, it didn't push the narrative of the main story arc at all. Right? And so this one, Sorry. I just figured it was going to be like Far From Home or that one, Shang-Chi. Yeah. Shang and uh, I was incredibly happy with the way that they used all the connections in this one, like we're talking about. And yeah. Yeah. I guess so, I would say this is what I, exactly what I expect a Marvel movie to be at, at this point. Like this is the level they yeah. need to be at, but I think all of them need to be at this level, even if it's an origin story. Mm. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Uh, expectations going in. Yeah. And yeah. Just, zero. Okay. Like <clears throat> I liked them. I liked them all. Uh, but spot the, <clears throat> this iteration of Spider-Man was too much for kids for me mm -hmm. as a I old that, yeah. man with gray chest hair. Uh, <laughs> Prove it. Let's but see. I'm saying <laughs> that's later off. so we Take get the ratings yeah. <laughs> yeah. for the YouTube channel. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, but um, Sign up now. So it's Just always kidding. like I thought the first one was okay. The second one really surprised me because yeah. I love – like long con type movies, you know, like con jobs. Yeah. And uh, so this one, of course, everything was spoiled. Yeah. So I think that. You got everything spoiled for you? Like every aspect of the. Yeah. And not even trying to seek out the information. It's oh, wow. just out there. Everything. It's in the headline of every YouTube channel. It's this, it's that. Yeah. It's, uh, I did like, they, so, they did a good job of <clears throat> making this more adult it's not completely adult but it definitely mm -hmm. is a more adult spider-man yeah more bigger consequences that's what yeah, i'm right. saying he's growing that's right. what i yeah in the end i liked it right. you know what they did with it at the end but uh kind of put him in that out of high school stage you know spoilers yeah. but right yeah he, he graduates you know yeah uh, I, this was um so one of the things they talked about as far as that level is the influence for this film was a big was john hughes a lot of john hughes films which are very much coming of age films, but they they also delve into some kind of dark areas, mm -hmm. depending upon which one of his movies you're watching. I mean, they can they can get pretty dark at mm -hmm. times, and they're always kind of lighthearted in nature, though. So they're feel good, but they also can delve into some dark areas depending upon the film. Yeah. Um, and that was it. That was a sense that I was kind of getting from this movie, especially with some of the decisions that are made kind of over the course of the film, um, and the results of those decisions that we see take place in the film and it, it went to some dark areas. Yeah. I never really, um, I didn't think that while I was watching it, but now that I'm thinking back through the movie, like the mm -hmm. scene with them on the rooftop is very John Hughes. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. think of some other ones, but yeah, you're right on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it wasn't like, I wouldn't be like, Oh my gosh, that's just a John Hughes film, but it was like an obvious. It's like sitting on a stylistic table to choice. Dinner, right. Like 16 candles or whatever that was. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the um, music cues and everything kind of mm -hmm. play on that. And then the other thing I would say is this was the first Spider-Man series of films where I feel like the films got better. So most of the Spider-Man films have started at a peak and slowly progressively gotten worse in my mind as they've gotten more into like, well, we got to make it bigger. We got to have more, you know, more of this and different characters and, and the, it, cause they keep the ball spinning for so long. I mean, 
the third Spider-Man movie in the original iteration was a tough watch, in my opinion. But that was again and then, producers wanting Venom in it when right. Rainy and was again, like, it's no. just it's just them failing to continue moving forward with the series. And then again, the second one was pretty quick. I didn't really like the first Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man. I like him as an actor. I, I love either. him in the role. Oh, he's um, an incredible actor. Yeah, but I, I didn't figure. I like, thought the they film got was good. Spider-Man right. They right. just didn't get Peter Parker right. Yeah, and then the second film was much worse than the first, which and I then never saw. This one was when I first saw the first Spider-Man. I really had problems with it because it, again, I, I Spider-Man is one of my favorite superheroes. It really felt like Iron Man, Spider-Man. Like it was like the That's the a origin lot of story of criticism of right. It. So the, like the first iteration of it, I felt like we were kind of moving into this quasi iron man spider thing and it was just it was odd it didn't really even feel like a spider-man movie he's supposed to be your friendly yeah, neighborhood you're, spider-man you're, he's supposed to not even that you're you're missing that uncle ben death that mm-hmm. weight right and of, you have like of, of catalyst you know in terms of you have a super young attractive aunt may which and, just i was like yeah and i love marissa tomei but what the hell you yeah know? and so then the second one i was like Okay, I, 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 it's more Spider-Man like. It's more enjoyable. They're they're moving into some stuff, even if it's kind of still Iron Man. This is still Spider-Man esque. And then this one, this third one, was like the 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 most Spider-Man he's ever been, and it's so good in that in that way to me. And I feel like the the real key to this is somebody said this to me, and I'm like, oh, that's so true. It's almost like these first three films have been an origin story for Spider-Man. It's like he's coming of age into being Spider-Man throughout the course of the first three films. And if I look at them individually, I can I can see that, yeah, there's like to the point where we get him in this third one where he is. And I, I can't spoil it, but it's literally like where the first act of most of the original Spider-Mans would have gone is where we're at now with Spider-Man in a lot of ways. And it's because Spider-Man's always hinged on you're just a dumb kid. And now you have all these responsibilities. It's kind of right. the, it's with the great power comes great responsibility thing too. Right. And it's, he's, but they always hit that. There's always been a weight of, he has this great power, but he also wants to have a normal life, but he has to pay the bills, mm-hmm. but he also wants to save people's lives. But he's like a really, he loves people, but he can't be connected to them because he's got all this dark stuff he's trying to deal with. So there's always been that back and forth, which a lot of the other characters in the Marvel universe don't deal with. They're just like, I'm full-time Iron Man. I'm Tony Stark. Everybody knows it, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like Captain America. Everybody knows Captain America is Captain America. Spider-Man is one of the only Marvel characters that is really, except for maybe Ant-Man, but that's a completely different thing, where it's kind of like his identity is hidden mm-hmm. and he's trying to keep his personal life and his superhero life very separated. And this was the first one that really deals with when those two worlds collide. Um, and that's such a Spider-Man thing to deal with. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, so I think for that reason, I really enjoyed it. And then just to go into like the actual content of the film, I felt like was very well constructed. I think the humor is spot on the entire time. I yeah. didn't find myself groaning or going, "Oh, that joke's old. I've heard it a million times." Yeah. Like it, everything landed. Like you were talking about John Fav- uh, Favreau, happy, <laughs> and they show a picture of him from twenty years ago. Yeah, and he's got some kind of mullet. You know, yeah. like even that made me laugh. So. Yeah, but even that's a reference from like Iron Man. 
three or something. Yeah, right. way, way back when. So, yeah. But there's like another scene, you know, everybody's being interrogated and the usual characters are standing up against authority. And yeah. then the one character is just super gullible yeah. and falls for every line like, oh, you are my best friend. Okay, I'll <laughs> tell you everything. Like, yeah. just the humor worked, I think. I think so too. Yeah, the interrogation scene was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers. Yeah, I know. I'm just trying, trying to not to plan ahead. How I'm, I'm trying say to things. not spoil things for you guys here. So I think we're leaving some of the bigger stuff uh, untalked about. But um, I'm trying to think what else we could talk about without getting too far into the spoiler stuff. Um, go. Cool. Everybody knows. Well, I guess no, I, can't. I don't want to say. It. Yeah. Can't even say it. about. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine if you hadn't seen the trailer, even you wouldn't know some of that stuff. Yeah. Can we um, talk about what's in the trailer or no? Is that spoiler? I think so. I mean, I don't think there's well, anything. Well, so Doctor Strange is in it. Yeah. I mean. That's not a spoiler, right? I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. But there's one scene where they're looking through his living space and they find the uh, goatee dying kit. That was great. Yeah. yeah but it's just in the background. Yeah. <laughs> but even, yeah. I'm just thinking of like humor that really worked in the movie. Yeah. It's like yeah. how to have a, because you I mean, it's such a, a weird but real thing to find. Right. Um, but nobody says anything. It just, yeah. somebody holds <laughs> it, it up and that's it. Happens. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like off <laughs> and then moving on. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, that's kind of the, I don't know, it's clever humor mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of ways. So I'm trying to think of what else we could talk about without getting too into the spoiler stuff. Cause a lot of it, you just have to talk about, I think expectations and then how it landed. And I think overall it landed very well for me. How, I mean, how did it land for you guys? Oh, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Like I said, this is the Marvel movie I've been expecting for what? How many years has it been now since Endgame? Three. Yeah. I want to say three. I mean, we've had at least four movies come out now, right? Oh, yeah. Blockbusters. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. uh, Everyone I saw, I expected to be at this level, but then because they weren't, my expectations for this one were low. And yeah. this kind of raised it back up and I'm going to be disappointed again. <laughs> you know? It's like, it's sad that I know that this isn't going to be where they stay. Yeah, but it should be the standard. Like at yeah. this point, you should be connecting things constantly and yeah. everybody lives in the same world. Unless it's Guardians of the Galaxy and you're out in space or Captain Marvel yeah. and they don't really have any idea what's been happening on Earth. Yeah. Anybody, any character based on Earth should understand what's been going on yeah. on Earth. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. Uh, are we rating it right now? Um, we can, I wanted to hear Dave, what your kind of feel like how it landed for you as well. Just good. Good. Okay. Yeah, not great. But, uh, <laughs> okay. like it high forties. High forties. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering it actually had a theatrical release. Yeah. yeah. 45. <laughs> yeah. Got a 45 for being in theaters. Cool. Right. All right. Well, no, no. Yeah. I mean, if we're rating it, I'll, since I'll give it we're a uh, number than that, but since we're running out of things to talk about without, yeah, it's hard not to spoil this. Yeah, one. why don't we give our rating and then we can kind of move more into the spoiler talk? Mm-hmm. Um, you want to go ahead, Russ? Yeah, sure. Um, I, I'm waiting for the gasps. I'm going to give it a 95. I don't okay. know how on par that is with what you guys are saying, but okay. I like going first because I'm not. Let me let me yeah. take a sip of my coffee yeah, so I can spit it out. Take. Yeah, <laughs> 95. <laughs> I would give it higher, actually, but I don't think it quite hits that A-plus mark. I yeah. think that I'm giving it a 95 because of how lackluster the other movies have been for me. Yeah. But I would like to give this a 95 in the hopes that Disney and Marvel keep saying, okay, yeah. he said 95. Let's please him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Is, is the Keller Jerry review in? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. We've <laughs> got to know. <laughs> Who cares? It made $600 million. <laughs> but we got to know. We got to change everything. Ross as long as he was 95. happy. Yeah. Keep doing it. Yeah. Check your social that media. That would be funny if they ever determine 
Sorry, this is totally outside the point. But if they find out that there's one person, some random girl or guy that has the ultimate taste, (laughs) and whatever they think (laughs) is right, they are always right. That would be hilarious. That's a good story idea for it. That is a really good story idea. They just like everybody just constantly brings them things to get Mm -hmm. their opinion on. That would be hilarious. Mr. Perfect or the Perfect Man or something. That is a great film idea. That's TM, trademarked right now. Trademarked right now, yeah. No, I actually want to launch a company because I think my opinion is that you know, uh, valid, mm-hmm. valid to the pop culture, social, uh, yeah. It's like people used to give their stamp of approval. Remember yeah. when people say, how, how do I get into test audience screenings? That's what I want to know. I want to uh, stop this crap from happening before it <laughs> yeah, even right. gets to the, there's, there's a whole the focus mix of ways group, to get right. into those test audiences. I mean, one, it helps to be in LA where they screen a lot of these things, oh, is that but really it. Yeah. But then also it helps to be, you know, in a writer's guild or it helps to be in, some produ- yeah, producers no, there, guild there, there's or help like, with productions yeah. and oh that's true you yeah. know there's a lot of different ways to get into those type i mean you can no, get i to, want the questionnaire right on what did you think what could we do like, those types of, here's the thing though like lots of those types of screenings are to get a they're not they don't want you because i've been to a lot of those here locally um yeah we go so i would get right, like yeah. 30 bucks to tell them what what i think about this a lot of those they just come, want they want to know like out. What is your, what is the, like the general consensus? They don't want like, give me script notes. Yeah. Give me production notes. If you're talking yeah, about like a- I guess I need tr- to sidestep everything and just try to get Like if you're talking about room. like a true like <laughs> yeah. screening where it's like for giving film feedback, yeah, you got to be probably in LA. You probably got to be connected to like the studios yeah. and things. Um, but you can get to test screenings. Like I can get you connected to test screening groups if you want, where they just do the questionnaire. You're not going to get any money. Like, you no, know, but I would, yeah. I'd enjoy to see the film. Like people yeah. have already seen Batman like six months ago. Like what the hell? Yeah. I saw, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. I think we, I briefly mentioned it. Then don't, yeah. then don't. Yeah. No, I mean, I saw a, a dinosaur themed film oh. of Jurassic proportion. Land before time yes, three. Exactly. Timmy and the Clonosaurus. Yeah. And it was actually at, times a little better than i expected in a very nostalgic way mm. so but yeah anyway uh what what would be your rating i'm i'm gonna say high 40s but <laughs> this is gonna be a gasp yeah, yeah 82 okay it's not a gasp i would say i mean <gasps> it's lower than what i would think but it's fine everybody yeah, has their no, opinions and i'm not no need get to get out of liquid from yeah. your <laughs> beverage you just ingested yeah. but yeah I'm I'm a more moderate. I think again. I feel like I always fall between the two of you for some reason. Um, I'm at like a 92. I had a hard time with this one because I feel like it. It sounds stupid, but I feel like I should give it a 93. But it's more like a 92.5. Mm-hmm. It's like literally right between <laughs> well, A if and it's A minus. Five. It's rounded up to 93. So I know. You're so saying it's, 93. it's like listen to yourself. <laughs> it's like if a 90. It's like I want to give it an A minus, but a 92 doesn't seem high enough. It seems like it needs to be a 93. 80, 82 is what C. B minus. It's B minus. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. So for me, it would be, it would probably be an A. So I'm going to, I'm all up yeah, Extra to credit for a theatrical release. Yeah. That's going to give you 10, 10 yeah. points at least. So. I mean, we're consistent. When we started this podcast, the joke was that I'm always more forgiving for movies. So my ratings were always going to be yeah. higher. And I think there's been once where I was the lowest. But, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I think I tend to be the middle one. Yeah. You're always in the middle. Yeah. Dave's <laughs> at the bottom and I'm at the top. Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Well, with that being said, let's move into some actual spoilers. Um, there are a ton of big things that happen in this film. So if you don't want any of that spoiled, uh, stop listening. Cut off the podcast here. Uh, come back. Uh, we, you know, rejoin us after you've had a chance to watch the movie. Um, we would love to have you listen. But yeah, again, uh, spoilers incoming. Five, four, three, two, one. 
Everybody lives Every, well, except for Aunt Aunt May. May. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I will Whoa. say this um, <laughs> out the gate. Out the gate. Yeah, I will say this in the theater. As soon as she said that line to Peter, mm-hmm. um, with great power also comes great responsibility. And I forget the exact way she verbiaged it, which was a tie-in. That was an, that's an Easter egg. She actually said it in the original way that it was said to Spider-Man back in the original uh, run of the Spider-Man comics. Mm. So we know it in the to- the Tobey Maguire one, which is with great power comes great responsibility, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a shorthand version of the longer form that was originally set in. So it was interesting that they did that. But um, So wait, what was the longer form? Um, I think it's something along the lines of with great power also comes great responsibility or something like oh, that. Okay, okay. Also will come great response or something like that. Um, I forget the exact way she said it, but um, as soon as she said that, I was in the theater, I was watching with Melanie, my girlfriend. And as soon as she said that, I looked over to him like, she's dead. And yeah, she right. was like, what? And I was like, nobody ever survived saying that. It's just, it is like the the plague. Like, you know, the moment you say that, you were just, you're gone from mm-hmm. the Marvel Universe. And sadly, you're never coming back right. too. Because that's like the Uncle Ben thing. Whenever he dies... He never returns. Right. Back all to the indie universe. films from it's Marissa like, Tomei. Yeah, seriously. It's yeah. like with all the multiverse things that they've come out with, with all the different iterations of different characters and different universes, there's certain characters that never come back. And Uncle Ben is yeah, always right. one of them. And it's that line, I think, in particular. It's like because but now he, we got the multiverse. It's like in, he's in the linchpin. You know what I mean? Right. It's like he's what allows Spider-Man as a character to become the mm-hmm. character that he is and he needs that and it it always comes at a time of great turmoil and sadness for spider-man whichever spider-man it is but it always leads to what i was mentioning which is the the basic premise i think of spider-man films which is it's that balance of professional you know superhero and you're struggling against what you want to have which is your personal enjoyment personal life you know mm-hmm. um it's the great power and great responsibility dynamic so and you were right about Peter Parker being one of the few that has to hide his identity, Superman, another one. Yeah. But there really isn't a lot. Absolutely. A lot of them are just kind of out in public and live their life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and that's what made the original, to me, Iron Man so interesting. I mean, you have Batman, which is DC. Mm-hmm. Um, you have Superman, which is also DC. Um, but like he comes out in the first that first that movie. actually shocked me in the it did theater. too yeah I was like oh he's going for mm-hmm. it I was like nice I mean it I was like what it's <laughs> one of the things that made it such an impactful film but good sorry no that was it oh was, yeah I, I was blown away like uh, mm-hmm. it was such a funny moment like mm-hmm. as a character it worked so well and yeah. it's uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s performance but. He can't stand for somebody else to take the credit yes, yeah. of right. his good deeds. Absolutely. So he had to. It's not even something he thought through. It's like yeah. in the Dark Knight it's... trilogy when Harvey Dent comes out and says he's Batman. Imagine like Christian Bale like pushing him out of the way. I can't stand letting I'm, someone else have this credit. Hi, yeah. Batman. It's like he's never been the humble guy, right. you know? Or like I... the Dead Poet Society where everybody just slowly stands up one by one. I am Batman. Yeah, I am Batman. <laughs> no, I am I am Batman. Spartacus. I am Zorro. <laughs> right. I've seen that happen. I was watching Zorro again. That happens in Zorro too. It's, it's a pretty common trope mm-hmm. then. You know, I am this, I am when they stand for the people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I liked that. And I thought they ended the last Spider-Man in such an epic way to be like, crud, his identity is revealed. Um, where are they going to go from here? Because, I mean, I knew that it was going to cause real turmoil for Peter Parker in the film. Yeah. And sure enough, 
I like that this you know, one started right where loses his ends. girlfriend, yeah, but I can't, <laughs> loses his best friend, right. and I loses everybody even knowing who he is. Loses and his I can't aunt. stand it when they do that kind of stuff in comics. Yeah, where you can't walk this type of stuff back. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's hard to it's hard to walk that back, and it, I think there was a lot because this is based on. Um, uh, what is considered again? I, I'm not a huge comic book reader, so you guys maybe know day. better. But yeah, of what was considered by some to be a pretty controversial comic book run, which is the same idea that is his identity gets are, out and he goes to Doctor Strange and says, "Hey, can you get rid of everybody's knowledge of me?" Uh, and it ends up happening and going pretty much the same direction in the comic book run. But it was considered by some to be great and considered by others to be an awful way to treat him. Um, well. Even back in the day, it's like a natural nat- natural evolution of the character was for him and Mary Jane to get married. Right. And then they were like, oh, it's hard to do stories with her, him being married. Now yeah. we got to, mm-hmm. how can we not Spider have her kids, married? Spider yeah. kids. <laughs> it's hard to swing around with a wedding ring on and weighing them down, man. Come on. Sounds like a guy that was scared of commitment that wrote that book. <laughs> yeah, I think it was Paul and Chain that really weighed him down. But, yeah. but, it, it, but you it know was, what I'm saying? Like they're yeah. writing themselves in the corner. It's like, oh, well, how can we just erase it? Because... Mm-hmm. Yeah, to me, that's... Kill somebody and let's bring him back. It's just that. Yeah. To me, that's the same as yeah. having a whole movie and then in the end, they sit up in bed and go, oh, it was just a dream. You know, like where none of it had any <laughs> stakes. Heart. Like what if you that? could just redo everything, nothing has stakes. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why this works well Dallas, in comparison to something like that <laughs> is it comes with consequences. They didn't just go, oh, wake up, and then it all starts over again. He, in a sense, did the, oh, wakes up, but nobody knows who he is. Like so literally he, I mean, everybody knows who Spider-Man is, but nobody knows who right. Peter Parker is. And they even show you that a couple of times, like um, when he's moving in at the end of the film into the apartment, he puts a box on inside of it is uh, it's a guide to getting your GED. Right. Like he doesn't even have an education anymore. According to the world. It's like, he's literally starting. Not only did he lose all of these loved ones, but he's literally starting from ground zero in society in culture and having to, to redo all that. So it's just the the depth of the loss right. was very difficult and it was very touching. I was trying to put off talking and exposing loopholes, but that's a big one to me in the way that the first time Doctor Strange does the spell, uh, Peter Parker is like, oh, and Aunt May needs to remember. Oh, and MJ and all this stuff. And Doctor yeah. Strange is putting that into the spell, but then it gets overloaded. Which yeah. and then he blames Peter Parker, which is funny because you're the wizard, dude. Like, yeah, just don't listen to him. Yeah, right. But at the end, when he does it, like, couldn't Doctor Strange just say, "Okay, I'll allow myself to remember, and then you come back and find me, and then we can go through and like fix MJ and fix Ned." Yeah, I think, or at no, least I could tell. I think, the rest or of the have Avengers. a two minute conversation before you actually. Yeah, or uh, that was my other one. Like, like pull you out your cell phone. Okay, let's do it do right now. Let's go. Yeah, no discussion, no nothing. I'm an adult. You're a kid. Sounds right. good. Let's do it. Right. I think the the conclusion that I came to was that it's the difference between hitting clear versus all clear. Mm-hmm. He needed to hit all clear. Basically, the spell had gone so awry and so crazy that if any aspect of it wasn't all cleared, that there was the risk of the fabric of space time and the multiverse breaking and, mm-hmm. and everything going kaputs. So it'll be interesting to see, though, if – I mean, because technically then, it, are people allowed to – remember who he is without it potentially risking i think like I dave think said like would, they've written themselves but... in a corner if nobody remembers that means tony stark never remember you know happy he, at the well, end he obviously knows spider-man. They know spider-man they all know spider-man that was the thing that well, i, it's I like, had to it's come like to not with. thinking he's still part of the avengers he's still going to be on call for avengers Weird. duties because he's spider-man right guess, no yeah. it's like not thinking through a plot line like the blip 
when you bring everybody back, it's like, you remember that guy that crashed a helicopter in the downtown New York in the with the Nick Fury scene? Well, he was up in the air at that point. <laughs> yeah. So if that guy blips back in at the exact point, like they're saying, he's going to be, you know, 600 feet in the air over New York and he's just going to fall. It's I a would great like to point. think that when he did the snap, he did some sort of special snap where it was like, bring everybody back and put them here. Well, like, I mean, it, he did some sort of right, thing. I'm saying everybody it's, on it's the not ground. the right, point. Yeah. It's not the point. It's not the like, point. Yeah, yeah you're like, overthinking it. Maybe. Yeah, exactly. You can nitpick it all to death. And that's yeah. not what I'm trying to say here, but I'm saying like like what you're saying. Well, does that mean – yeah, if, if you keep on going, it will all unravel. Yeah. But imagine story, being the Avengers where everybody – But no story's perfect. Everybody yeah. knows everybody. Everybody knows everybody's alter ego and all yeah. this stuff too. And then it's like, who's that guy again? That's Spider-Man. Yeah, but who is he? No one knows. Yeah. <laughs> right? Nobody has any clue. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't you ever asked him? No. Yeah. Couldn't you just ask him? Or is it a perpetual thing? Like, can nobody ever know you? Like, what's your name? Peter Parker. I think they will, right? Oh, yeah. What if nobody could ever know him? No, I think they indicated (laughs) they could. What I didn't understand. As long as he doesn't use Peter Parker, then he's going to become Ben Riley, And then there's The reason I asked the question I did is because of what specifically happens with Happy. They make it very clear, I think, that he can go and find people and tell them who he is, right? He had that whole script. He was going to tell Mary Jane, you know, we used to be in love and my name's Peter Parker. He even tells her, you know, that my name's Peter Parker. And so obviously he can tell people who he is, right? But then he has that scene with Happy and it's like, why wouldn't he even tell Happy that he's Peter Parker? There's no reason to hide Happy they did happy wrong in the beginning man they oh, turned they him did, into yeah. a super creep and yeah. that was just a weird yeah like a love struck super creep but again at the end there when yeah. he's talking well, to i him, never really liked the whole oh you're hot your aunt may's really hot thing. i mean that was the so that's just in my mind there was a continuation of it it was yeah. more it, it was made more, natural sense if he's gonna be like that goo goo gaga over her you know that he's like literally so. hitting on her in people. front of him then yeah in front of Peter, then yeah, he's gonna be a blubbering, you know. But it was more tongue in cheek and yeah, funny before. And odd, this time like, it was more pathetic. Well, yeah, because he's crying and yeah. she broke up with him, and it was like I don't want to know if Aunt May is like the hot. But I mean, aunt you could have you could have just had the, the weight of that at the end if she died, and you know, if you're gonna kill her off anyway, just, just have allow them, them to be together. I I I will stand by the fact and say that I I haven't. But she, like you're saying, it's so funny. again, I gave you the know, film it, a ninety three. There's there's things that I don't like about the film that I'm perfect. I think she was an okay Aunt May. I don't feel like she was a great Aunt May. Because, I liked her again, better the, as time went on. I liked her better as time no, went on, but no, I, I she, felt like she was written not as Aunt May. Like no, I don't, she wasn't. It, it might as well have been her mom. Like it, well, there's no, yeah. there's no. She was written as an fostering. aunt. She was written as an aunt. She should have I mean, been the cousin, relationship cousin had, May. Cousin May, yeah. Then, I yeah. I don't think that they wrote her in a way that because the thing about Uncle Ben and Aunt May was that you always they were like people that you respected that you looked up to that were ideals of humans that they, they weren't perfect. Right. Because they were old and they, you know, get a little angry sometimes or something, but she ran this nonprofit that helped homeless people. Um, and Peter was trying to help her with that. And he like died, sac- uncle Bay died sacrificially to like try and help somebody. Like there was so many things about it that they were, they were achieving a higher ideal. So to think that aunt May is this girl that just, casually kind of hooks up with a guy and then kind of breaks up with them mm-hmm. and is like, man, she's, and she's just kind of like this 
And then at the same time, she's also still running the nonprofit and being like a, which people are going to be like, oh, you're being too judgmental of Aunt May or something like that. It's just, it's, you're presenting a weird dichotomy. It's she like, didn't bu- what bugs me is the very final scene with Happy where he says, well, how did you know May? And Peter says, I can't remember what he says, Spider-Man. Yeah. And Happy goes, yeah, me too. And it's like, so what? Did you date Aunt May and Spider-Man was her roommate? And that's what you remember? No, I think he just wouldn't have ever known that she had a... Uh, 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 something to uh, the effect, I think Screen a Crush nephew. like explained mm-hmm. it like, you'll remember, but it's just like something your eyes just avoid. Even though uh, if yeah. I'm looking right at you, you'll just not see that person. Yeah. Like, like upstream color. Maybe he knew she had a nephew, but he never like thought of maybe yeah. meeting him or something like that. Yeah, like he would have a recollection of a nephew, but just yeah. not know him as Peter Parker and not yeah. know him as the same guy standing right mm-hmm. next to yeah. him, you know? I hope, hope hopefully people understand what I'm talking about with my Aunt May criticism. Yeah, I think so. I yeah. just, I'm, I'm, I'm with too, Dave, but though, I mean, like, like it's, it's just not the same. If you know she's going to die, why put Happy through that? Yeah, I guess that's It true. doesn't add anything to his character other than yeah. making him look weaker. I, I was okay with it because, again, he set himself up for that. Like, he was obviously attracted to her and stuff, and he was hitting on her and very inappropriately at times. And so I was like, okay, well, you kind of deserve it. But I just don't feel like either of them should have ever. I feel like she should have always spurned his advances and been like, "Yeah, yeah no, that's I better." A One or the other. Thing. Yeah, I yeah. loved Uncle Ben. You know what right. I mean? You're, you know, your Uncle Peter, and I, I'm so not here's interested in this random dude. I got happy. confused until you brought it up earlier in this podcast. So in this iteration of Spider-Man, there was no Uncle Ben. And that story is just so engraved. Not that we know of. Yeah. Yeah. The story is so engraved in my mind that I just assume. It's like if I saw a Batman today and they didn't reference his parents uh, coming out of the opera and getting shot, I would just assume that still happened. She's so never, I've been assuming that has happened. she ever referenced him? I don't think she's ever referenced him. No, in the not films. at all. Yeah. I mean, like I just I'm assumed saying, it like, still happened. Though. Yeah. You don't even know why Peter Parker is staying with Aunt May. No. You don't they, know They talk about, about the parents. spider very briefly that bit him and yeah. then it died. And... But I mean, we don't even know what happened to his parents, right? No, we don't. Hmm. And then, I mean, there's been different iterations of the comic where his parents have come back. That's what I'm saying. You're dead. just getting so... this universe and they're opening it up like in this universe, this is how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's Aunt May this time that dies, but that was, was my no other moment. kind of but gripe. But that's that's why again I said this is a three story. It works, it's a three yeah. film origin story. Yeah. Because literally the end of the origin, the beginning of Spider-Man comes usually for him like every time when somebody says to him with great power comes great responsibility and yeah, he suffers it works that loss. Like you're, right? you're trying That's to why build yourself up origin. to this ideal. You win the lottery right at the beginning of it and then lose all the money and then learn the lesson from it. Yeah. And then now mm-hmm. you're starting to build yourself back up it's, yeah it's good man it's good yeah I like could, i said yeah. i gave it a 95 i'm just pointing out things that stood out to me that could yeah. have been better yeah, and that's great. what i'm putting yeah. into that a plus range right? i think aunt may was and happy that that duo right there was a weakness of the film for me mm-hmm. and it didn't really fit and it wasn't really it didn't add anything it just kind of added a little bit of like it just eh. needed to be consistent through all three of them yeah i would have been fine One way with or the other. aunt may running and having struggles with the nonprofit that she was dealing with and trying to get peter to come help out and be a part of that and happy's around and he's trying to struggle with dealing with the loss of Tony and all the craziness at Stark Enterprises. Like that would have been fine. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I didn't need them to have that weird relationship, but again, I feel like they set it up. So it's not the end of the world bad. It's just kind of a thing that was unnecessary and felt kind of mm-hmm. bad, mean spirited. It's also a way yeah. to write happy out of the series from yeah. here forward. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So let's talk about this though. Um, 
probably the biggest way to write the whole Marvel universe out of Spider Man. (laughs) (laughs) And I really think it has something to do with Sony. Yeah. And I'm getting them. I have a good analogy on this. Well, that's where I was going to go because I feel like we should talk about for sure the biggest twist, which I had not had spoiled, which was amazing. I had assumed it might take place based on hints and ideas. Um, we had the, yes, that was a cool twist, but we had, you know, two additional Spider-Mans joining us, uh, Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire. Wait, are Um, you saying you didn't know that? I did not. I thought it might happen, but I did not know for sure. But you heard rumblings or leaks? I had heard. So here's the thing. A lot of people were saying, well, I had heard, and this was my assumption as well. They have the, obviously... Doc Ock, uh, Green Goblin. Which I only knew they're going to the be in the right. They're going to be in the film. And I knew for that from the trailer. Why wouldn't they also have Spider Man's right? If they're going to have the same actor, the same villain from another iteration of Spider Man, why would they not? That was where that is as far as it went for me. So I, I never had spoiled. So I talked to my brother last weekend when he saw it later than I did. I mean, after I did. So I was waiting for him to see what he thought, and he was like. And we just started, we were just talking about it all together, you know, yeah. and, uh, and he was like, but, but when, when Andrew Garfield came in, you know, and, and then I thought they're going to have Tobey Maguire too. I was like, wait, 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 wait. You didn't know that they were going to have Spider-Man in it? He goes, I didn't know nothing about this film. Oh, wow. I was like, you didn't know anything? Wow. He said, I knew Doctor Strange was in it. I yeah. specifically didn't watch any trailers. Mm. Yeah. And I'm like. I would I would have given this movie a 99.998 <laughs> if I didn't have anything spoiled. Yeah. Uh, uh, I will say... I ha- think it really hurt the film. I think having the two... Right. Is, that, is that Marvel's fault, though? I mean, that's the film... It's almost like you're saying that it's the film's fault for no, having it spoiled. No, not at all. Okay. But I'm saying... I mean, the conundrum is, like, again, how do you promote a film yeah. without giving away... Uh, that's so why you might have done it, but then if you don't promote it well enough to get people to see it, they nobody actually, goes sees it and it's bombs. I, I think or they actually had, you have a sixth sense type of situation would, where not word bombed. of mouth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one point. They should have trusted the audience. I mean, to to word of mouth. Do you understand how big of a return? I didn't feel like they ruined anything for me by what they put in the trailer, though. Like I don't feel like anything from the film. No, Doctor Octopus confirms. For me, the Spider-Man rumors. It didn't confirm it. It said that maybe. I don't even think no, they you showed have the, uh, to, what's for, his name, well, Alfredo, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Alfredo. Alfred, Alfred Molina. Molina. I don't yeah. think they even show him in the trailer. They just show yeah, they the do. octopus, don't they? Yeah, the they do. They do. Oh, and the yeah. second one. They, they show do. his face? Yeah. Oh, okay. I, don't, yeah. I didn't see the second trailer. Um, I don't know if they... They're most of the other villains they don't show. Yeah. They didn't show. They didn't they show, show Green a Goblin's, lot of them. Uh, yeah, bomb. in the mask. Yeah, so it could have been anybody. But like in they the had mask, a scene but... of the footage, I believe, where they actually edited out two of the Spider Mans. They edited yeah. out Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire, and showed that footage as if it was just the current Spider Man. I mean, they really did a good job of trying to not leak because, like, the thing is, is you can't. There's going to be leaks. There's going to be spoilers, and they have to show. I mean. Doc Ock, the the villains play such a pivotal role in this film. What do you show in a trailer? Like what what could they have shown in the trailer? That's what I'm saying. Wasn't this the movie where they, they didn't have at least one villain? Wasn't this the in movie the where the director said he wasn't going to release a trailer? 
wasn't this that movie originally? Yeah, there was originally an idea that they weren't gonna. Yeah, there was like hints of like, oh, right. well, they leaked it on purpose. And... Maybe, like maybe Dave's right. Maybe they should have just trusted the audience to go see it and then tell everybody you have to go see this movie. I I agree. Maybe they like, could have done that. I don't feel blown. like it ruined the film for me though. But anyway. I mean, they're I mean, they're already confirming Michael Keaton in the Flash movie. You know, in terms of the multiverse for the DC universe, so it's like. I think one of the reasons yeah. I gave it a lower <sighs> score than I think it's worth is because of the lack of only having two Spider-Man. Now, it was a nice surprise to me. I'm yeah. with you. I just only saw the one trailer with Doc Ock and yeah. Goblin. Mm-hmm. Um, so they showed up. I think they should have had more Spider-Man come in, kind of like the uh, multiverse cartoon yeah. that Sony did. Yeah. They had an anime one. Um, and I think it solves – one of my gripes with this movie is when uh, Electro, yeah, the- Electro says, oh, man, you're Spider-Man? I thought you were going to be black. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, there is one. His name is Miles, and here he comes. Right, well, like, no, that's the setup. For set, they've already set Miles. that up. Yeah, yeah I mean, in the last yeah, the sure. last film, he talks to the guy. Yeah, and, Danny Glover. But if, yeah, if he my, talks my, to Miles him on the Morales. phone, so we've already tied in that they're going to have a Miles Morales Spider Man. I guess point. my uh, thoughts on that would have been the spell attracts anybody who knows that Peter is Spider Man. Yeah, who would know that more than Spider Man slash Peter Parker? Well, so does. why only have two come? I, Miles Morales does not know that Peter Parker is Spider Man right now. Yeah, in the current Marvel universe, but there could have been a lot more Spider-Man. Yeah, not established ones that would no. have given you some, and they wouldn't be like there. So that's where you kind of have to. I mean, if you really get into the and like, there's Sony properties, I guess really it's not into, like because here's the thing: the, like Spider Gwen, the breaking came out. of at the end where the spell finally breaks out, it shows you that there's other, and in the little teaser, Venom was there. It shows you that there are other Spider-Man related people that might have come to the world and that there was others that were being prevented from coming. That's true. Or they weren't in the location. Right. So yes, they could have been like, here's like, you know, this Gary Peter Parker that nobody's ever met. (laughs) And he fought, you know, this weird other creature that nobody ever seen before. That could have absolutely been the case. Right. But again, you have to give them a little, like it's movie. Magic. Well, like I said at the beginning it's, of this podcast, I'm probably wrong on this because my gut would to be like, it would be to go big, yeah. too big. It's an, right. Yeah. No, it's they an, did a good job an, of scaling it back yeah. and keeping it. Tamed. Yeah, but it's an infinite multiverse. But we can only deal with Sony properties. Yeah. You do understand, right? You know, right. Like that's, I, and that's a limitation that you kind of just have to give them. Yeah, I wanted them to you rotoscope know? the. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched the '70s Spider-Man. I cannot remember that guy's name, but mm-hmm. I used to watch that religiously. <laughs> Like it was, it'd be on like uh, Sunday afternoon. That would have been crazy though. Yeah. I mean, if I there mean, was a scene where like suddenly there, there's like and you 30 gotten, Spider-Mans. Yeah. Just get the electric company Spider-Man from Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I see the blank stairs. Mm-hmm. I know uh, what you're talking about. I've never watched it though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but that was, that was my jam. There was a couple of funny parts of with that. I mean, there was like the meme version. Have you ever seen that Spider-Man meme yeah, where yeah. it's like yeah. all the Spider-Mans yeah. pointing each other? Yeah. It's from the, um, there's that the part. Yeah, yeah. Where Mary, Mary, MJ is like, you know, Hey Peter, or was it his friend? And then they, he's like, Peter, me, you. And no, they're like all pointing point, at yeah. each other. Yeah. I was like, Oh, it's totally like the meme. Yeah. Um, and the humor is good. Like yeah. But I feel like we're focusing a lot on the negative. This was such a beautiful experience for me. I still gave it a 95. That's, I know, but we're just, yeah. we're talking a lot about the negative sides yeah. of it, of, you I mean, know, what they did and didn't include and how they included and how uh, it spoiled. And yeah. it was such a beautiful thing to me to see them. Yeah, they still, it's still, it Be- still work. Yeah, because. But again, the- but like, okay, answer me this. If they start coming after the spell is cast, how is Joan Jameson in it before all that happens? Well, he, again, it's the multiverse, right? And it's been shown that, 
some people can be the same person and be the same person person. You know what I mean? Like you can have That's J. True. Jonah and Jameson this one is this multiverse is J. Jonah Jameson. And then a different mm-hmm. part of the multiverse, he's a different actor. It could be Jane Jane Jonah Jameson. It could be right. who knows, right? That's but in this one, he was where it's more been of very a, loose. He was more of an Alex Jones conspiracy type. Whereas in the other ones that right. we're used to, he's like the head of the Daily Bugle. Right, because they and, showed you in Loki that it can yeah. be an old man. It can be a kid. It can be an alligator. It's more of like an identity that can transfer to different like there's like a soul yeah, or something. I'm, I'm, and I'm that just saying answers. like after saving half the universe, is someone really going to believe that Spider-Man's a menace? You know, mm-hmm. like it's. I guess. I mean, he was such a small part of saving the universe. You know what I mean? Nobody had a camera during the big climactic endgame battle. Who's going to be who's going to be showing the in camera 2023? footage? 2023? In that in, in Wakanda, they had a camera that they said they what, did somebody have a drone? They were flying it around like, look, there goes Spider-Man with the gauntlet. He uh, passed it off to hey, the ladies. To looks fa- like the ladies are gonna take the gauntlet home. Like <laughs> to be, to be talking about Battle of New York or Infinity War opening scene. Dude, they're running for their life. Also, Iron Man's helmet's always recording, so yeah. don't yeah, count out. How cameras. are they gonna get that footage? Nine <laughs> eleven. How are they gonna get that footage? Nine eleven footage. They still captured it. <laughs> right, but okay, so you have competing footage, right? He has footage from maybe the news showing him fighting and doing my, the thing. But is, then you also no have footage from another guy showing that and him saying kill all the people, right? So it's like you have two deferring perspectives on and it's that's always been the thing. For the most part, Spider-Man has always been loved by the people, but J. Jonah Jameson has always hated him and had something out for him. So and there was that was even in the the movie. I mean, you had when he went into his high school, you had mm-hmm. they set up like a memorial for him, which was hilarious. <laughs> like that little setup. I mean, what's his name? The teacher had like photoshopped himself. I don't in know if you caught picture. that yeah. into the picture with him <laughs> MJ. Like, and then but you had other people that were like, you know, you you killed him. You killed all the people. He was right. So I think it's also I've always been like on the iffy side of things my whole life. But like, uh, you know, when you watch the video that. Uh, What's his name? Uh, Dylan Hall, whatever his Magneto, not yeah. Magneto, <laughs> Mysterio. Mysterio. Um, it's clearly edited. You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's a bad cut. Like they did it on purpose. It's a bad cut yeah. and it's a bad, yeah. but just like everybody in the world completely believes it. Not everybody. There's, there's yeah. some people that do and some people that don't. Right. I mean, it, it's, I, I know they do like that. that. I just like, so they a lot of people purpose. might look at that and say that like, Oh, that's attacking a very specific type of individual. I think that's more just attacking generally where we are as a culture. Mm-hmm. That like there's so many yeah. different attacking it, perspectives on different sides of it. And then no it's one like, really. Yeah, J. Jonah Jameson, sorry, is more like an Alec Jones type person. But I didn't take that as a, like a direct like, you know, you're you're a horrible, awful person for. No, not at all. I just, you know, I mean, that's a very common thing to be now as an Internet superstar spokesperson with it opinions. Yeah, right. It is. I mean, yeah. yeah. And I've, we're doing it right some now level for a of commentary. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do want to come back to this, though, because I feel like, again, I feel like we're it's like so negative. The the fact that oh, both of these Spider-Man yeah, were in the film was such a beautiful thing for me because of the way specifically, not just how they handled the characters. Like they weren't just like a Spider-Man character in this film. They were their Spider-Man from their version of Spider-Man. Right. You know, you had Tobey Maguire, who's the polite kind of meek. And yeah, he like, he jumps to attack Andrew Garfield when they first meet or choose web just to make sure because he's probably a little bit jaded at this point. But like, he's kind of the meek, he's the quiet. He, and then you have Andrew Garfield, who's like kind of the fast talking, goofy, goofy yeah. kind of crazy guy. 
Um, and then you had the one Spider-Man who's been a part of the Avengers, who's kind of like the coordinator because he knows, again, what it's like to be in a team. And each of them had their moment where they got kind of their their due because redemption. all three of the Spider-Mans now, the first two, I will say, ended in such a bad fashion. Like they kind of both went out with a whimper. The first, you know, iteration with Tobey Maguire, the third movie was a very hard watch. It left you in very shaky ground with him and MJ and you were kind of like, that was just not very fun, right? And you get to find out, oh, they kind of did make it work. And it's been awkward. And, you know, he's still struggling with things. But, the, you know, there's there's happiness. He's found happiness there. And then Andrew Garfield had his moment with MJ where he, like, saves her. And it's a way for him to, like, come forgive to terms. Yeah, for Gwen. And forgive himself. And he learned from that experience. And it's like he's treated in such a, a nice fashion. And there's like moments where they embrace each other and the really funny part where he's like, I love you guys. And they're like, okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> like that was really funny too. But it, it they're treated in such a, a good fashion. Yeah. And it's as somebody uh, that's a fan of the Spider-Man films, it's not like they have to be perfect and they're not in this film. They make mistakes. They do bad things, but they're treated respectfully. And that's such an, and they treated thing. the role respectfully, which I yeah. thought was a big Nobody thing. Nobody phoned it in, you know, because I feel like you used to be the top. You were the Spider-Man. Right. And now there's a younger better looking person i mean it happens all the time in hollywood mm-hmm. somebody younger comes in somebody you know absolutely and all this stuff yeah. and takes a role that could have been yours theoretically yeah. but they played their characters the way they would have and yeah. they took it in stride i do think seeing all three of them together it only makes holland tom holland stand out more it as does. the right choice it does yeah right but the other two were equally great in this i thought and they were great for the spider-man that they were supposed to be right. and the way that they kind of all embrace each other especially at the end and there he's saying thank you and it's almost like he's thanking them for the road that they paved and what they had done mm-hmm. before before he took on the spider-man role and it was just a kind of a sweet it was a nice thing and it's like they've wrapped up a lot of the evil characters like a lot of the character which that's a little bit murky how some of that worked mm-hmm. i'm that's another reason why i ranked it a little lower it's like so when did you i thought he died so you brought him in from that moment or was it it's like, how do you bring two evil, bad characters from the Spider-Man universe that existed at two different times? Mm-hmm. So it's like the spell kind of transcended a time. Like it would have made sense of it. Like it went to this universe at a specific moment and anybody knew Peter Keem. But it like it was just anybody that knew him at any time could have ended up coming. And mm-hmm. it was like, they never really explained that in my mind. Like how if they were dead, how they came back at prior to being dead yeah. and because oh, it wasn't I, like I was drowning right it wasn't like here. here's where we are in the timeline no with, yeah if, with Andrew if Garfield, green goblin with... died in 1991 right before his death he, that's when he gets pulled but that exact same time because peter parker is alive in 2023 yeah that's when he is pulled right but obviously obviously i'm saying the timelines don't line up right so the timeline with the current film wasn't pulling hobgoblin or, you know, uh, Sandman or something at the exact same time as where we are in the current timeline. It was jumping through time to pull all these different villains because they didn't all exist yeah, at the I, same time. I can't time. remember if Sandman died or not. I don't think he, don't um, think he No, died. he ended on like a good place with Spider-Man. Like which is kinda, why he shows up helpful this right, time. But right, yeah, which is he, why initially he was kind of older. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like... And then can we talk about like... How good Alfred Molina and Defoe. Yeah, look. I was gonna bring up Molina, Alfred Molina, because imagine you play a character in a quote unquote silly superhero movie. Yeah, 
And then 13 years later or whatever it's been, they call you 13, back like in. 25 yeah. or something. They call you back in to <laughs> reprise the role. Hey, I mean, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. We've never, I don't think we've ever seen something like that. No, but, no. Yeah. but my friends were saying, oh, you know, they de-aged him. I was like, no, I watched an interview on whatever, you know, YouTube thing. Yeah. They look that freaking young. Yeah. Like Molina looks younger. Yeah. And I, Defoe always looked the same. William Defoe hit, hit a certain age and it's like, you're never going to get, I mean, yeah. he's got so many wrinkles on yeah. his face already. It's like, it's like he's Steve just Buscemi's the same way. Yeah. You're always going to look the same. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the thing was specifically with his character with Doc Ock, I heard is that he actually enjoyed doing this acting job more this time because originally when they did, because graphics and special effects have, mm-hmm. have gone so far and advanced so far that it's a very different filming experience for a lot of these people. So when they originally had him as Doc Ock, they had all of his arms on like with like strings. Mm. And so like, like he's interacting yeah, with like puppets and he's like, and all of them are moving around this one. They apparently they had him on like some sort of a crane. And so they would literally just move him around and he had like no arms. <laughs> and so he's just standing there and he would just float from spot to spot. And I'm like imagining how difficult that would be to do yeah. the acting job that he did. But that's funny. Yeah. And then effects wise, I but, thought the Spider-Man's themselves kind of look cheap in some scenes. I thought they looked all right. I, I like that they that. gave them their own uh, signature style outfit. Like yeah, they, they were did. all wearing the Spider-Man costume from their. Yeah, that's a thing. They did their research, right? Yeah. You know, they got every single outfit the way that, I mean, even the villains mm-hmm. um, had know, the matching of, okay. outfits for, except, I mean, there was like minor updates here and yeah, there. Yeah, but the but... green, the goblin, uh, Norman Osborn, yeah. whatever, they went like super retro with it with a torn purple cloak. And oh, the they green, went a classic goblin. Know, yeah, I thought it was oh, cool. Classic green goblin. Yeah, yeah I where he had like the purple hood and the yeah. when they smashed that stupid mask that uh-huh. completely destroys Defoe's performance in the first film. Yeah. That was my big critique of the first film, yeah. but I loved it. I was yeah. like, he's he's like the green goblin personified. Yeah, just put some makeup on him, <laughs> and they put that huge mask over yeah. him where. It, it, Mm-hmm. looks ridiculous that was i think one of the things that i loved about this film so much is that there were tie-ins but it never felt like they were just there to make a cameo mm-hmm. everybody played a role significant role maybe not a big one specifically the least probably the the smallest role would be like lizard man i was gonna say like, jamie fox too or maybe jamie fox a little bit um but they all play at least a role in the film and it feels like they're there for a somewhat significant reason. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was good. It was like, it never felt like phoned in. Like, hey, we're just going to have this guy do this cameo and he's going to show up and shoot an electric bolt and then he's going to get defeated mm-hmm. and that's it. And I think that's the difference between nostalgia for nostalgia stake and nostalgia for, I mean, that's one of the reasons why I rated Ghostbusters. If we're going to talk about Afterlife, not to spoil it. If you haven't listened to that review, go listen to it. Um, but a lot of the nostalgia in that movie was just like, hey, remember when they had, you know, Slimer? Mm-hmm. Here he is. You know, it's <laughs> like that was the nostalgia. This level of nostalgia is we're going to include things into the plot that you know and are familiar with, but we're going to give them a role to play mm-hmm. where they have to be beaten or something has to be accomplished because of what they're doing in the story. Um, most significantly so obviously would be Green Goblin. I mean, he ends up killing off Aunt May mm-hmm. in such a horrible fashion. I mean, he ends up being really, I think, the reason that Spider-Man becomes Spider-Man. I mean, up until this point, he was Spider-Man in name, but he hasn't embraced, the story hasn't really embraced those elements of, I think, what makes a true Spider-Man, which right. is dealing with that responsibility, that weight of your power. And it's directly through his actions 
that we see like, okay, that's why. Because if if he hadn't done that, then for the most part, Spider-Man would have probably saved everybody. They all would have gone back to their own universes. Spider-Man would have continued probably living this more naive life. He would have gotten into MIT and blah, 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 blah. So I don't know. One of the good good payoffs, I think, is that I don't like the scene where all three Spider-Man are sharing their sad tales and crying. Or maybe it just went on too long. Okay. I don't know why that bugged me. Too too like high school kind of. You just don't care about people, Ross. I do. It just it just <laughs> felt odd. But anyway, which part of it though? Because they they kind of share a bit of their backstory at different times, yeah. right? Well, um, there, it's I just really, one scene where they're all like in different heights, like they're all yeah. Perched. I mean, when he's on the roof dealing with the loss of Aunt May, I yeah, that really brings that, it all. I mean, yeah. that was like a powerful I really line. I just think it, it went on too long or something. No, when he, when he finished the line about responsibility, man, that was yeah. Oh yeah. Beautiful. But anyway, that sets up really nicely then when he gets Norman Osborn down and just mm-hmm. Spider-Man or just Tom Holland is wailing on him. Yeah. And they like filmed that so well. Yeah. It looks so and then he picks up the surfboard or whatever his, yeah, his glider, thing. yeah, glider. With the knives, yeah. Yeah. It was such a clever way to do that because he, he even says Andrew Garfield I believe says earlier like after I'm this way a because, certain point, yeah, I yeah. stopped pulling my punches. Right. And you can see earlier in the film when he's hitting Hobgoblin and they're in Happy's apartment or condo, whatever it is, and he's hitting him and he's just like laughing. He's like mm-hmm. enjoying the the fierceness and the attacks, but it's not really doing anything to him. And then it's the end of the film. He's lost, you know, his his, you know, parent figure, his support and love and uh, he feels like it's a big part of his own fault for doing it. And he's at that dark place and you can see that it's just, this is hurting mm-hmm. the green goblin. And it's like, it's because the thing Andrew Garfield says, it really feels like he's not pulling his punches. Like prior to that, he's like, he's wanting to defeat somebody, but he's not wanting to destroy somebody. And here he's like, he wants to destroy the goblin and he's not pulling any punches. And it's like, dang like you can really tell like that's there's a difference there and it it has a weightiness and the story that they're yeah that they're telling and i, I think really it was like a great that. great payoff yeah yeah the setups and the payoffs for all that and it it had levels you know it's like you felt like he dealt with the loss of his aunt but then he gets like brought back into it and he has to deal with it again and then finally he really gets and that's the beautiful thing about it is like you can see how the theme of the movie is it's like the role of it's like the role of love and support and being there for each other and sacrifice. It's like the role of sacrifice. And it's like Toby Maguire's Spider-Man was willing to literally put his life on the line by stopping um our our iteration of of Spider-Man, put himself in front of it to prevent him from stabbing the goblin, even though he knew why he was doing it, because he knew what it meant and he mm-hmm. knew what he needed to to do there to prevent him from going in a really to a really bad place because right. he's been down that path. He's danced on the street very silly. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's a joke from Spider-Man 3. He's yeah. done like the weird like dun, dun, oh, dun. Yeah, I do you remember know, that. Now. Yeah, he's been to that dark place. <laughs> he's been the emo Spider-Man. He yeah. doesn't want him to go there. Um so it was just it was very impactful. Yep. It's like I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting it's like you said, a Marvel the, level expecting romp. them to show up, kind of throw some punches. Right. It's goofy. And oh, you needed done. some help yeah. and da, 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 you know, and you have right. the Spider-Man, you know. But from it was, this so it shows you how well thought out it was that everybody had a role to play. They yeah. were there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was very touching at times. I mean, it was like one of the saddest things to think about that he's willing to just sacrifice. He's stepping in the footsteps of who he's seen 
-hmm. previously, you know, Iron Man in particular, Tony Stark, willing to lay down his life for the better, the greater good. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's willing to do that himself because he knows that's what's needed. And it's like, that's what superhero movies aspire to be, right? The story of good people being selfless and, and doing something that has a huge impact, even if they don't get the thanks and the the accolades that they, that they deserve. The love, yeah. Right. The love. And that's, that's here. It's like Dwight said, you know, everyday people that wake up and put on a mask and <laughs> <laughs> Dwight true. Yeah. Dwight true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. So. so I guess like all those points are why I keep going back to it, but this is the level of Marvel movie I expect at this yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. And it comes with some bad things we talked about. I think a little Venom. bit of it is, Venom. what was that? Venom. Like, oh, the bad thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, I'm excited to see if they do bring Venom. I mean, they've set it up now. Well, so they left obviously they have but to I mean, so, yeah. so did you yeah. watch the second Venom? Did you see that in credit scene, even if you didn't watch it? Um, I didn't see the second Venom film. No, I did not. So you didn't know not about the, that scene? I did not know about that scene. No. Oh, where he's, they're transported into the. MCU? I, no. I did not know that Venom was going to be in this until I saw it in, in No Way Home. Which, again, happens at the same time as the ending of the second Spider-Man film. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So, again, why is he transported at that time? Mm-hmm. I mean, these are just plot points. There's a bit of to a gray To shoehorn there. him into that film, yeah. into that universe, and literally not use him at all. I thought the big reveal How, uh, would have been Venom. Yeah. And he was literally, spoilers, at a bar drinking the entire time. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with that. I, I guess mean, for me, how, it, it how are you going to include, why you can only include so much, right? Well, what it does is it gives, it gives why, the, why are, um, it gives the Venom character yeah, the ability to the be played film, by somebody maybe. else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'd rather have Venom have his own story. Like, why would I want him to be shoehorned in to this this movie and play like a fifth villain or sixth villain, however many villains they had, instead I'm of not even saying anything. I'm saying instead of just nothing? giving, they gave him the setup for his own. That's the thing. He's gonna have his own, like I think his own standalone film where he's like one of the, but it if won't not be, the primary villain, he's one of the primary. It villains. won't be Tom Hardy. Is that the no, actor? No, 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 no it shouldn't be because he goes back, but he yeah. left the symbiote, Unless, which means it'll get. Which you have to. This is where it gets all crazy with the multiverse, right? There could be a Tom yeah, Hardy in this universe. That's I mean, true. it could be him, yeah. but it probably won't be. To me, yeah, this this gets into the Sony multiverse. Yeah, not it's Sony wanting to be a part of the Marvel universe. Yeah, so let's show you all of our characters. Well, I don't think Sony (laughs) dictated Venom being there at the end of the film. I think. I think they said, well, we want to do a Venom. My speculation is they want to do a Venom film, but they can't use Tom Hardy because of the Sony licenses or something like that. So they're going to do what they can to bring him into the film briefly, do a cameo, and then create their own Venom that's under their own rules and their own Mm -hmm. plans. Right. My thing is, I think that they negotiated that deal to include their franchise in the Marvel Universe. And Feige's basically saying, okay, because we can't sacrifice Tom Holland as Spider-Man. If we lose him, that's a huge thing, right? Yeah. So we'll allow it, just not acknowledge you. Mm-hmm. Like, he's in there, but we ain't actually going to do anything. Right. I mean, I don't know. I can't I can't. So, I can't so my analogy at the end, this is harsh. Yeah. My analogy is Sony 
is the Flash Thompson of the MC universe. All he wants is to be Spider-Man to say you're my best friend. But Spider-Man doesn't, <laughs> yeah. Peter Parker doesn't to, actually no, give I, a crap. Let me finish. I agree. Doesn't give a crap about Flash. Will do it to get something out of it. You know, I can't remember why he said he would, you know, at the time. But um, that's what Sony's saying. Let me be in the universe and we'll we'll extend the contract out. Sony looks at those movies and like, yeah, no, that's not our brand, you know. Maybe. Um, <clears throat> it's possible. I don't know. Mm-hmm. no i'm with you i think that that makes a ton of sense like he is the the guy that wrote flashpoint the book what's he say his name is flash something yeah, yeah. which is another dc reference yeah. that's kind of funny you know how they're mentioning yeah they mentioned flashpoint kind mm-hmm. of as a but joke they mentioned yeah. batman and superman in eternals mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of cool yeah yep. i agree I, I don't um, know i don't know all the reasons i i mean the ifs and outs ins and outs of their contract with Sony on Spider-Man, I don't know. All I know is that there's no reason in my mind why Sony would ever not want Spider-Man to continue to be in the Marvel Universe. I mean, this was the the biggest opening they've had since 2019 on a film. They've probably made so much money from this. Why would they, we even know why the would they start Can trying to up, dictate what like, Marvel... They probably made more money off this Disney Spider-Man than they did off of all the Minions. What movies. was the, what was oh, the yeah. budget for uh, this movie, do you know? I don't know. Um, I it's got to have ballooned out because you have to you, you promote it in the delay. Well, no, they didn't even have a trailer until I don't late. know, but even if it was $300 million, they're already at $600 million worldwide. Yeah. On, no, and I'm sure this will probably I'm so happy. break that, a billion. That, that's just, you know? it's just With awesome With the Christmas weekend coming up, you know, a ton of families Matrix are going to go and tomorrow, see stuff. man. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, all I'm saying is I, I get your point. I'm not saying that that might not have been something that they had requested, but I think they had to they had to continue the Spider Man story somehow, right? The most well recognized villains, besides like Doc Ock, uh, maybe the Sandman, Green Goblin, is my, Venom. That's my only right. Yeah. So they're going to include them. So they that they sense. probably had a conversation yeah. with them at some point and said, "Hey, we want to include Venom. How do we go about doing that?" Maybe Sony said, "You got to do this way." Maybe they said. We're open. What do you think? And, you know, then them at Marvel were like, well, we want to do it our way. So we're going to have, we'll do this, we'll do this tie in using the multiverse, but we just want the symbiote. And so that way the symbiote can infect the person that we want to be mm-hmm. Venom or because truly Venom is supposed to originally go to, it's supposed to go to Eddie Brock, right? And then it goes to Spider Man after Eddie, or is it Spider Man first and then Eddie? Yeah, maybe Spider-Man actually. First then. Right. Maybe yeah, that's it goes what Spider Man first. Right, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to hit Spider-Man, and then they'll have their own version of Eddie Brock right. in the in the Marvel universe. And we haven't seen anybody that that could be yet. Right. Um, but I mean, there was there's little tie-ins that tell me that there's more to continuation story, not just the symbiote. If you look at Mary Jane in the last scene, she has that necklace on that Spider-Man gave her, that Peter Parker gave her, the broken mm-hmm. thing that he got her in the last film. She's wearing that, so it tells me that there's still a connection. That's there. Um, and then this is kind of a funny tie and I didn't notice this until I watched that video. The cup that she she gives him um, that says that thing about, you know. Thanos was right. We're happy to serve you or something like that. Oh, the Greek cup or whatever. The, the Greek cup yeah. from the coffee, coffee shop. That's been in like four different films and oh, other yeah. different films. It's that, that cup with that exact hmm. script on it and everything has been in a bunch of other films and stuff. That. So, yeah. So I feel like 
I kind of took it as like he was moving on. He gets the apartment. Like maybe if they do another Spider-Man, it'll be a Gwen Stacy or something else, so. right? It yeah. won't be MJ. Yeah. And also she's become such a big, they both become such big actress and actors now yeah. that like she might just be moving on too. She, she, might, she be, yeah. might be too big for that role. She might be. Right? Yeah. She has got, I mean, a lot of other projects I'm sure she's wanting Dune to take on too. stuff. Yeah. I mean, that's going to take forever to film. Yeah, pretty much. I got to go to the <laughs> desert, man. So, <laughs> just yeah. Yeah. I do. So I like to watch, you know, with the story in mind, because we're both authors, Joel and I. Um, mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the best way to tell this possible story, I think. Just kidding. I thought of one other way that I would have liked, which would have been when Doctor Strange was doing the spell. Yeah. He could have been like, all right, the spell's done. And then realize they forgot one person to exclude from the list of people that would forget, oh, yeah. which would be Peter Parker himself. Oh, okay. So imagine like you have a Spider-Man without a Peter Parker. That would be interesting. That would be yeah. an interesting way to do the story too. Yeah. So it's kind of a reverse version of yeah. that. Sort so of. those would have been the two acceptable ones. And yeah. I like the one they picked. And, yeah. yeah. So overall, I think it was a good story. It's not without its flaws in different areas, but I enjoyed things. There's some interesting tie-ins to where things could be headed with the Doctor Strange universe as well. I mean, Marvel universe, but Doctor Strange story as well, just with, mm-hmm. you know, they talked about like the snow you know, they showed you the snow that had gotten in there, that there's inklings that that might have to do with like a breaking apart of kind of the multiverses, the different, like that different channeled mirror thing is kind of like letting in different things and it's stuff starting to break apart. Like he's tampered too far. Right. With I do think I that was more of a joke, like, they couldn't shut one of those sling ring doors open or something. It was in the Antarctica or something. Yeah, just that was the joke, but it just right? might it might have a deeper yeah. purpose. Um, um, I did like how they explained the multiverse and quickly. It's like every science fiction movie before this, when they talked about wormholes, they would take a piece of paper and draw two dots and then fold it in half and shove a pencil through it. Yeah, and that was like always how they explained wormholes. Yeah, and this one, they're like, well, "What how, the multiverse? How do you know?" And he goes, "You know Peter Parker, right? Yes. Is that him?" No, nope. multiverse. multiverse. And I was yeah. like, that's brilliant because they can just use that over and over and over again. Right. Yeah, I like, thought it was good the, too. The yeah. smartest way to explain a multiverse. That is true. I thought that the way that they introduced the Spider-Mans was kind of cool too. Although Ned getting magic powers out of nowhere yeah. was a little. It feels like Shang-Chi. Yeah. Where she becomes, no. the, at least he wasn't the hero. I actually the like that because I, I thought it, I mean, he wasn't I'm perfect at it and he could barely do it. And then he did it once and then couldn't shut the door, which yeah. added to uh, more think, chaos. I, I thought think it was funny. It was forced. Shut it now. It's like, oh, okay, okay. It was forced. <laughs> it was just on the cusp of unbelievably forced because no, of the whole like. Well, his mom. The fact that n- he let like Doctor Strange had to travel to an entirely different country to learn how to just do that. And it took him like months of training to figure out how to open a portal and and, he just and he's able to just like it. do a handshake and open yeah. it because he's got the right equipment again it feels a little forced i'm not saying that it's completely unbelievable maybe he's just did dr strange super take that back from him he did yeah yeah but, but he, he comments on him being able yeah, to do the portals. i love that scene where it's like mental yeah. note like and there's also um on his where he lives i think it's his grandma or somebody maybe it's his mom ned's parent figure wherever he lives has that board with all the weapons on it Mm -hmm. which shows that maybe there's a tie-in to shang chi like maybe his family Mm -hmm. has some sort of like relatives in common with that group or something like that could be i I liked it every time he did something you'll see the little sparks like whoa what was that and then Mm -hmm. it just builds up yeah i I think that where you're coming from and where i'm saying i i'm coming from at least is with anything that's in a film like that, you have to ask yourself, is it there because it 
it's warranted by where the story is or is it because convenient they need something plot. yeah convenient yeah. plot point. to me it starts and it's on the cusp of just being a complete convenient plot point because he's never if in the very first film he had said something along the lines of like oh yeah well you know i've always been magic and he like tried to do a magic trick and it failed then i'd be like okay they've been building this point all right. along yeah, but i quit it to like oh my god we need to get in touch with somebody right yeah but uh and it can't yeah. be Doctor Strange doing no, that. No, but and the, they the, can't have the else. sling ring would equate to a cell phone. And it's like, even if I didn't know how to use a cell phone, maybe I could just unlock it and right, start Right, just using do your it. thing and it would just you know open up. I mean? Right, yeah. Like it, yeah. To me, it starts then to it feel, gets the, the, it feels too much like. It's not like they said, we need to open a, pol- uh, a portal to an alternate universe and pull all the Spider-Men in. You know, it's like, find me Peter Parker. And yeah. then that's what happened. It's not like it's something they planned yeah so i liked how it happened i think ned getting powers to me just feels like that show true blood which started off with like hey look there's vampires and then it was like but you're a witch and you're a shapeshifter yeah and this guy's a something and like yeah. by the end of it every character had some unique ability yeah and it's like we don't need that like the reason right. ned is great is because ned is just a normal human sidekick right he and wasn't love... something he didn't need to have so that's why i said shang chi because his friend well, whatever her name is here's what i would say it doesn't feel as bad as i think what happened in shang chi where it's like all of a sudden she can just have these magical powers or whatever with like mm. the bow and all this stuff because that that was so obviously like she had another purpose in the film that she served and she could have been and that was fine and they needed to just give her more to do mm-hmm. so they just gave her something that just had a little bit more right. for her so she was more significant this was like they need something specifically to happen in the film how does that happen well ned is the most likely candidate right, right? you can't do like... that for mj right because she's mj that would be insane but it starts but to they... feel like heroes then you ever watch that show no, i agree all, by the end of it yeah. every single character had oh, a superpower yeah because yeah. you're like now you're like yeah maybe mj would develop right. some sort of mutant so power speaking of mj i love that they made her nicer and happier and more feminine i agree yeah. and more optimistic and i think it kind of rounded out that character yeah she's a I much more likable person yeah. in this in this film than the other two right. the other two you're kind of but like, she standoffs, and when when she commits to that relationship, she can be more open and honest. Mm-hmm. I think it's a natural progression. I think they let her like yeah. wear yeah. more makeup this time. It seemed like, or she's more of like a loving, supportive person to Peter as well, which right. is like what you would want to see. Yeah, in a relationship. like beyond the physical, and it made sense, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like they support each other, they care about each other. The first two was kind of just like, well, they find each other attractive, and they're around right. each other a lot, and yeah, that was like it. She was really she was rich so awkward in and, the uh, last two. She was. to the earlier. Uh, she was rich. Never mind. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, that's a R. Yeah. It'll probably be. Uh, no, there was like be, uh, there was like a lot of other. There Never was mind. another funny tie-in. Um, I forget the name of the girl from the first film that he went to prom with. Um, and then her dad turned out to be the 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 bad guy. The vulture. Um, yeah, the vulture. Uh, she's actually if you if you're looking closely, there's a scene where. I think it's Peter's going down to go to Dr. Strange's house and he goes by a newsstand and there's like a people magazine and it's got that girl that he t- went to prom with on the cover. And it says, he's always been a liar. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, she's still in it. Like yeah. she's still a part of that funny story too. Yeah. So there's just like a lot of neat little touches and stuff. So I'd referenced the goatee die earlier. When yeah. I see stuff like that in movies, I think, wow, they put a ton of thought into this. Mm-hmm. And it makes me appreciate a movie more because every single inch of that thing has been thought over, considered, oh, yeah. redefined. I mean, 100%. I mean, the yeah. fact that uh, Dr. Strange is wearing the sweater from his alma mater 
and then they go in the basement and there's an, a picture of the same college, the alma mater. And then the fact that they're even going to MIT, which is where Tony mm-hmm. went to school and graduated from, it's like a tie-in like, oh, well, obviously he's going to want to go to the same school that the guy that he looks up for mm-hmm. went to. You know, there's just, there's a lot of cool tie-ins. Or as soon as Peter Parker identity gets... uh leaked or whatever they cut to that flash character who now has a new look he's got the dyed hair like he yeah. knows that he's going to be on tv yeah they don't ever say oh you changed your hair it yeah. just happens like right? so one of the things to me that made very little sense initially um that i was like well that's a little and then i looked into it, i was like okay well the nano machine thing um how doc ock the nano machines just kind of join with the arms that mm-hmm. he's wearing felt a little forced, right? It's like, oh, well, because it's a machine, it's metal. And uh, if you actually go back and watch uh, Spider-Man 2, when he's talking, he actually talks about how the neural connection that he's using with the arms is a nanotechnology. Oh, weird. Yeah. So, so it it's actually together. They blended together. So it's like there's elements of real intelligence that are at play in this film oh, that you're just like, wow, well, that's like some depth there. Yeah. You know? I, I thought you were going to say like uh... – YouTube being writers, how did you write in a book in a week? But uh, yeah, yeah, no, it was like and even the technology <laughs> and published and printed no, and solicited and even the technology that they're coming up with to like cure, you know, all the bad guys. You know, the one with Doc Ox has got those three things that like slide in. That was in the original, like mm-hmm. all of the the pins go the vertebrae, yeah, yeah, and like slide into them. Um, and it's just like again, they just did such effect an effective job of of really respecting the source material. It doesn't feel like they're like, well, we need just something to happen here, so we're just going to have this happen. And yeah, they kind of do with the uh, well. What we really need is a make anything machine. Oh, we got one already. But they had the fabricator in the second Second film. They did where he fabricates his own his own outfit, and so it's like. But I'm saying he knows how to use it. Kind of is, and it already exists. Yeah, you know. So it's just. I did like again. I did like well thought uh, through the nanobots. Or whatever, he gets a rip suit ripped in the chest. Right. And Doc Ock is going to stab him. And then the nanobots from the mask move Stripped to the to chest. Stripped to his chest, right? I like, never him. even considered that a possibility. Right. And that was super And cool. then like when a he max threw amount, it back right? on yeah. something without the suit, it was just on his chest. Did you see that? Well, then I, yeah. then I loved when they sent him out and MJ and Ned are helping from the basement. Yeah. The command center that Ned likes. But anyway, like the cell phone is just duct taped to Spider-Man's chest. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. Yeah. Like, Agreed. Like I mean, what would kids do? Like we need yeah. to be able to. And see. I didn't realize. Really was, yeah, just duct tape. I didn't it. realize yeah. that suit was the suit turned inside out. I didn't realize that either. Yeah. yeah. Why was I, that? Yeah, I don't know. Because it had those green stains on it or something. But why did oh, they turn yeah. it inside out? Because he had the stains. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, don't know. I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't really catch. I'm sure there was a reason for it. But I mean, there's like some of that where it's like obvious that that's not that. Like I noticed, right? There was the same thing. Like it comes from his head mm-hmm. to to cover his chest. I mean, in that circumstance, you would have just taken it from like your back, like truthfully, yeah, or leg, or your or butt, abdomen, you know, yeah, right. something that's like not in any danger because right. it's behind you, but it's also not going to reveal your identity mm-hmm. to that's a true. person not, you're trying to hide. I, that's as, true. As so again, the, it's a movie, you know, you got to. Yeah. Because that's when he goes, you're chest, not Peter. Right. Hit the head. Yeah. 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 It's like, why wouldn't you just go like, well, he's not going to attack my butt. I can just go bloop, you know, <laughs> right. and cover from Some there. would say the butt is the most vulnerable part. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if to a guy that has giant pokey things, <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It's just some of that is you yeah. have to give them a little bit of like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We have to move the plot along a little bit. But I thought it was a clever way that they did it. It mm-hmm. wasn't just like he ripped off his head. 
and you're like, but he's got nanobots, and like, well, don't think about that too much. You just mm-hmm. we had to reveal yeah. his identity somehow. Like, uh, you know, wash it off so the hose. Little and, things, yeah, like trying to brush off the sand with more sand, yeah. on the couch. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was funny. And my favorite scene was like, wait, wait, you could just be wearing a spider suit. Prove to your Spider Man. He just hops up and yeah, and I love it when he just hand. grabs it. And she's like, and crawl she goes, around a bit. I'm not gonna. Crawl. Well, anyway, anybody I'm not can do crawl. that. Yeah, crawl around. He's like, yeah. I'm not gonna crawl. That was my favorite. Get, Nana wants to know if you can get the cop. Yeah. <laughs> the cop. <laughs> I thought it would have been funny if she just walked up to him and handed him like a Swiffer thing. That right. would have been funny. He's like, she's like, <laughs> like okay, and he like crawls over and does that. That would have been funnier to me. But I mean. It was cute and clever. It's like, oh, how are you going to have that, a guy prove their Spider-Man? That's one because my, my mom, uh, <clears throat> my friend Chris is like 6'2 or something, 6'1. And, uh, Which is tall to us. Yeah, yes. like <laughs> I'm not that tall. Uh, I'm average height, but uh, would always say... When Chris came over, can you get the cub with, with the with the little Swiffer thing? <laughs> and he would do it for is all is is funny. So yeah. that was like really funny to that me. That would have been fun. I mean, because if you'd sewn her earlier in there cleaning, and she had like the Swiffer thing, and, and she could reach it, yeah. and then they're like, and he's like, "Mom, we're trying to do a thing right now," and she's like, "I have to clean. I have to clean." Yeah. And also, and then, and like, like he comes out, and he's like. In modern movies, funny. like every second matters, right? They cut yeah. stuff if it doesn't fit, hit, uh, fit the plot or whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. So the grandma goes on this huge rant in a different language with no subtitles, yeah, right? Yeah. And then he's like, well, what'd she say? And that just goes, she wants to know if you can get the cobweb. Yeah. But it <laughs> yeah. was like, it was like a 30-second speech, yeah, right? Yeah, it was pretty long. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. think she's talking to something deep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just she just wants to see if you can get the cobweb, yeah. yeah so. I thought that was cool, though. I'm The moment that that, okay, so the moment that they were in the kitchen, I I, I still didn't know for sure if this, but I didn't know, right? I was assuming maybe they were going to be in it. I also looked over at Mel and I said, this is this is where it's going to happen. I was like, if they're going to introduce the other Spider-Mans, it's got to happen now. Because, mm-hmm. like, he's at his weakest. They need the support. They're trying to figure something out. And then, sure enough, he's like, Wr-r-r-r. and then as soon as that portal opened and there was another spider, I was like, I went, I was like, tapping her. I was like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. that's on him. Oh, my gosh, it's somebody else. And she's so, like, stop, So, stop. was she familiar with the original films? <laughs> yeah. Or yeah. cared as much as you did, or you think? or uh... I don't know. I didn't ask her too much about it. I don't want to speak Because I'm always interested I don't in somebody's opinion of it did. that, you know, just a casual go. She loves like, Marvel films, I think. Yeah. Um, I would say to that me, she was. I mean, that Sam Rainey first Spider-Man pitch perfect in terms oh, yeah. of source material and yeah. just hitting every emotional is is an amazing Absolutely. film i yeah. walked out of that i was like yeah mind blown it was great yeah um I think it Toby, was a good time for that film too because i remember that happened like right around 9 11 and when that came yeah because they cut out the was, scene where he was hung scene, behind yep the, on the two the towers yeah and it was like because they originally had a webbing mm-hmm. between the two towers in the promo and then that happened. And so when they released the that, it was a very like uplifting, like encouraging movie. You know, it's like this kid who's down and out, out of his luck, and he stumbles upon this big power, and then yeah, he rises yeah. up to the challenge and and saves the day. And but I thought, yeah. yeah, I think you were going to say Toby McGuire. I thought he was perfect in it. He's a mm-hmm. perfect young Peter Parker, and he's a perfect older yeah, because Spider Man in the yeah. college years. Who does he see in this one? And then they're like, "Well, how's it going for?" You? And he's like, "You know, I've grown up, and you know, things are good." And I was like, yeah. man, that like actually like the he delivered the line well. I think he played yeah. the older Spider-Man really well. He yeah. really did, yeah. Like a respectful older yeah. Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. He's definitely aged. Because like, even, even when he stops at the hobgoblin still the surfboard or whatever, the yeah. flying board, 
And they're like, are you okay? And he goes, I've been stabbed before. Yeah, I've been stabbed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's by Hobgoblin too, right? right? When, they, right. when, they first, when they fought, he stabbed yeah. them, right? But so. like you said, I think Garfield then can still continue to be the goofy, immature kind of one. And, yeah. yeah, right. But he's got he's jaded now, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like... But I think they bring life back he, into Andrew him. Garfield was always the best with the quips in my mind. Like he was the most sass. Mm-hmm. Um, told me why I was good on his feet, but he had the best, I think transition from peter parker to spider-man he was like the best for that um andrew garfield was a really good Mm spider-man but as far as like uh peter parker it was like eh, he's a bit nerdy but he's kind of just like a cool guy right peter parker's not supposed to be cool no peter parker Parker was a skater dude you know i'm like that's not him so i don't know but like i said i loved his spider-man version because i thought the quips were great yeah and okay. only yeah. so only because it was only mentioned briefly by Dave who whispered it. We have to talk about Maddie Murdoch being. Oh yes, yeah, like, that's a cool tie-in, and I'm glad that. Did they just do that just to be like, look, Daredevil, or no, so they haven't watched the Hawkeye. I haven't finished it. They're oh, okay. bringing him in. I mean, he's legitimately going to be a part. He's going to be in the MCU. I believe so. Movies. Well, I don't know. If, I don't know what the plans we... are for Daredevil. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Sorry, he's going to spoil. Well, us. It, no. Well, I mean, Hawkeye's already out, but you can spoil oh, can me. you spoil Hawkeye? Yeah, you want to or not? I haven't seen it yet, so then don't if, worry if, about yeah, it. Yeah, okay. sorry, um, but I do believe that he's in line to be a part of it because I mean they're bringing in Blade. What? You didn't know that? No, that's not a spoiler. Is they it announced Snipes? Blade. Is it, no, you, it's didn't, it. you didn't see Eternals yet? No, uh, it's Harshad Mali, right? Okay. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce it, but I he's think awesome that's his actor. Name. Um, but yeah, they're bringing in Blade. Like they announced that film, hmm. and they're bringing in the Black Knight guy, and so they're like Jon Snow. Jon Snow is going to be back. Oh, really? Yeah, so they're, yeah. They're, they're expanding their it's a repertoire. In, uh, uh, you haven't seen Eternals Because right? you always have kind of like somewhere. the more, in my opinion, lesser known, kind of like running their yeah, own course superheroes, which would be like the Blade or like the Daredevil or Punisher. They're kind of like they run their own path and yeah, do their own sure. thing. And then every once in a while, maybe they would get pulled in if there's like a side story they need to like, like if it's something goes really crazy and like, I know the guy for that, then you might have them pop in. And so that's how they're kind of, it feels like expanding it. It's been one of those things where Spider-Man was always the neighborhood Spider-Man, right? Yep. Daredevil was always only in Hell's Kitchen. Yeah. So I always liked that about Spider-Man and Daredevil, but they took Spider-Man out of the neighborhood and it worked just fine. Yeah. So can they take Daredevil out? Can they, you know, can they start picking up all these local heroes and- yeah, I think so. It'd be kind of cool. Yeah. But we'll see. I'm glad that those guys are, those characters, that set of characters are getting, I guess, added into the Marvel Universe because they kind of yeah, really set he, the but even the Matt stage Murdoch for Marvel films and Marvel shows. for me. Oh, oh, really? oh yeah. I had no idea. Oh, yeah, That was it, a great line. He though, popped up. The, I was like, oh, dang. When the brick comes out. Because, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a brilliant shot where he it's a, the stab of the cane and then the swirl around reveal. <laughs> but when he catches that brick, he's like, how did you do that? He's yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just a really good lawyer. I'm just a really good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think one of the things they did really well in this film, actually, is they developed the Spidey sense. And I talked about that. The Peter Tingle. Yeah, the Peter Tingle. They didn't do a very good job of that, especially in the first film, in my opinion. He had, like, no real tingle of any sort this one they did a very good job of showing i know what i meant to look up so uh dr strange hits peter out of himself yeah right and then like i swear i saw just the briefest moment of like the the sixth sense or whatever the spider sense yeah that's what's going on the the comic one yeah oh like the lines yeah i swear i mean i'd have to look it up they did that really cool in uh i don't know if you saw into the spider verse yeah yeah that they did that about that with that they did this the spidey sense with like the lines like that Mm mm-hmm 
Um, I didn't see that, but it definitely well, showed that see... it, it activated his spidey sense. That's how oh, he was I still dodging. You didn't see into the spider verse. I'm like, what? No, 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 no. I was just saying I didn't see yeah, the lines blew my mind. pop up on. on you see it. the trailer for the the sequel? Yes, looks very excited, good as well. Man. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, excited for that as well. There's yeah. your Gwen Stacy. Though, yeah, so it's kind of cool. <laughs> well, and I thought about that. Like, I, I, I was like, well, if they brought in. Toby. A live action Spider Man would work in the animated film, but an animated wouldn't work in a live action. I thought action. they should have brought in an animated one into this. And Spider Man. That would have been so Ro- Roger Rabbit too much it, for no? me. I would have just been like, one. What? I mean, not like a whole animated universe. That's but just... going what if. I mean, you're literally talking about live action versus animated. I mean, I'm sorry. No, in my defense, like I said, yeah. I would have gone huge with the multiverse, and they did yeah. a great job of no, keeping they it. They can make Peter Porker work. What that would have, do see, it. the problem with some of that to me would have been that would have way mm-hmm. downplayed the role of Toby Maguire. Oh, and, yeah. you know, in yeah, too many. It's like, but they didn't have a lot to work Yeah, if you have like. You know, the the pig Spider-Man, the robot Spider-Man from like the multiverse right. ver- with two mainstays. It's like, how no, would you they, ever resolve? If they would have pulled that 70s Spider-Man I used to watch yeah. in some type of rotoscope thing, that would have blown my the mind. Noir or even at the Spider-Man. very end when they're all saying goodbye, he could have just showed up and been like, oh, did I miss it? Yeah. <laughs> it's cool. I would have been okay with that with like uh, like a like a, a last – because, you know, for the usually they do uh, an after – look up his name. They do like a mid-credits mm-hmm. scene and they'll do like an after-credits scene. I would have been fine with instead of doing a trailer for what is going to be the next um, Doctor Strange, if they had done like a here's a Spider-Man from the multiverse type thing, that mm-hmm. would have been funny at the very end. Right. Like that would have been probably, excuse me, better tie-in than – I mean, I think you're right. I think a live action Spider-Man works better in the yeah. animated Spider-Verse. Yeah. But I don't know. I would have gone huge with it, especially yeah. at the very end, like when Strange is holding it all together mm-hmm. and all these little like uh, white figures are coming through the rift. Yeah. They could have just made them people. Yeah. I'm not saying you have to even interact. They're just starting to come through and there could have been a Again, cartoon Again, like you Spider-Man. said, you know, Hollywood streamlines everything. Yeah, like, sure. Just got to boil it, it down. It would have cost more money yeah, to, this is, probably this to get those properties. To more focus on a sony multiverse not a true multiverse mm-hmm. yeah i think you're gonna get that later on yeah who knows so we'll see what they get with the end of the spider-verse i mean can maybe we, they'll can be we talk Holland. about the uh nicholas the, the end end scene which is basically a doctor strange trailer yeah we can talk about that briefly if you get i only saw there was another one at the end i saw the venom one always oh there one. was a there always, is always two always the theater two. turned, the, the, theater turned the lights up so okay. in my mind i was like oh they're um, telling us there isn't one don't worry i recorded it i can show it to you <laughs> yeah it's just a trailer you can tell there's a, really a trailer there's for a one the doctor strange there's trailer. a one scene in there where uh a girl in some jean jacket that has the star brand yeah. and i'm thinking that's carter okay yeah i'll show you i got a I got a screen capture mm. yeah it'll i'm so i'm hoping in it the goes full-blown but I'm so excited for Kang. Oh, if they can do Kang yeah. right, it's yeah. going to be awesome. One yeah. thing I didn't have in my notes, but I really liked about this No Way Home, I think we finally got to see what Doctor Strange can actually do. When he was like, I would say fighting because I think he was pulling punches. But yeah. when he was fighting Spider-Man, yeah. like that was awesome. Yeah, It was cool to see his power just like fully realized. Like he's had it for years now. He knows what he can do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's basically cool. doing what that one... Tilda Sweeney character did. Yeah, the original one. Yeah. yeah. Way back when in the first From him, yeah. First but like with minimal effort. And he's just a lot. But yeah. I did like how Spider Man was resisting the uh, astral plane. And, really still, cool. and the spider senses still reacted to his uh yeah. he's dodging. He's like, How are you doing that? I thought that was really That was awesome. funny. Yeah. 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 
I thought that was a great scene. I mean, I I was thinking, I was like, how are you going to beat Doctor Strange? I mean, the guy's literally like magic mm-hmm. and you can swing and you're strong and mm-hmm. that's about it. That's can, my only other problem yeah. maybe is uh, he literally, and he's out of the film for the entire thing except for the very end. Yeah, yeah it was kind of silly. But, but yeah, even yeah. Spider-Man but again, comes back to his friends and he's like, I just fought Doctor Strange yeah. and I won. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Well, and what I didn't like, I when I first started watching that scene, I was like, I kind of maybe because we've been through Endgame I like I understand where Doctor Strange is coming from like I I'm I'm not saying that I want anybody to die but at the same time if this is going to prevent what happened with Thanos by you know not going for the head then it's like they were already dead send them they mm-hmm. chose they made this life their own they you know they go back to what their fate kind of determined for them right and it, it's sad to say and again i don't like when people die needlessly but i kind of supported dr strange in that and then as they're going down the path i was like okay this is obviously going to break apart and then when it does you really he tom holland did such a good job of emoting that like i caused this i was trying to trust what she said i think that's the only thing that i kind of wish had been there is a little bit more of like a just of it like it felt like they were trying to they were being too over the top with their like it has to be we have to save these people and mm-hmm. you have to do what's good by them and da 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 and it ended up working but it was like you had to literally people had to die in order for that Aunt May Aunt May had to die. Right. I agree. Everybody's memory had to be erased. Like all these things, bad things had to happen in order to justify saving those people. So I'm not saying that Especially because he's already set it up where he's like, MJ, if I text you, hit this button, I'm going to go try to cure him. Right. And as soon as trouble started in that apartment, he should have texted her. Yeah. Or he should have stopped everything and said, if you don't listen to me, you're all going back. And when you go back, you're all dead. Right. So what do you want? Do you want to be cured and and live or do you want to be dead? The whole like, well, I think that almost works, but Green Goblin is just... Yeah, he's crazy. screwing it all over. Yeah, because he is crazy. the one that started the apartment fight too. He just, but I mean, he's it's crazy. literally multiple personalities. Yeah. So it's not yeah. actually his fault because right. he was going to go along with it. And I but, love that dynamic where they're actually all working together. Yeah, and like, the stakes were mm-hmm. like immediately thrown out the window, though. It was like, well, you better not mess this up, otherwise we're going to push the button. And it was like immediately like, well, that didn't. Really, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. He didn't call. Should we push it now? Or even he yeah. should have pulled out his phone and started the text, and before he could hit send. You know, uh, William or Defoe just, blows it up. Or just something. be in a Spider-Man outfit in case something bad happens. Yeah. You know, and it's like you had a camera, mm-hmm. live stream it. So it's like you're literally dealing with the phone went dead. You like, don't think something went wrong? Right. You're literally dealing with homicidal killers. I get you don't want them around because you want to keep that thing safe, but it's like live stream it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. You, one, you've one... shown you know how to use this yeah. technology. Why not use it instead of relying on a text message? It's like. Yeah, that again, that kind of stretched out of the realm of like they had to. Yeah. It you had guys to just go in a watch direction. my phone. I'm going to send you a live FaceTime video. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like uh, one thing that I got confused on was they kept showing the little armband that was keeping Doc Ock's nanobots controlled. Yeah. And it kept showing that little hologram that said armed. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I thought they were showing that, alluding to the fact that Aunt May was going to be like, "Oh, do you want some water? Here, let me turn your arms off so you can grab it and drink it." Yeah. Or whatever it was going to be. But then yeah. I realized they were just showing that to remind you why he wasn't. Yeah, it's just he wasn't moving, moving. because of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. But like it's like when they put the chip in him, I yeah. thought he was going to like release it, and then he was going to go crazy. I but, agree. Yeah. 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 Oh, 
I don't know if there's much more to say. I feel like we've said a lot here. So any, yeah, we always say a lot. Anything we haven't covered with the film actions? I just effects. want to know that 70s yeah, Spider-Man. Nick, Nicholas Hammond. Yes. From 77. I mean, huge. I used to watch the original Spider-Man cartoon that they had on Saturday mornings. Mm-hmm. That was my Oh, favorite. yeah, and Amazing yeah. Friends. Yeah, you can, I think that's on uh, Disney Plus It now. is, yeah. Sp- I tried uh, watching some of it. It's there. just gotten so old now. No, they're a classic to me, though. Are, that yeah. was Saturday morning yeah. growing up. But, I still remember uh, the MJ on there. She was entirely different than that. I had a problem with MJ, too, in this iteration. But like, this one isn't even Mary Jane. What's she saying? Jones? She is now. Something she is Jones? MJ, yeah. But she's just MJ, but her name isn't Mary yeah, Jane. Yeah, that's It uh, is Mary Jones Watson. Mary Jones. Yeah. yeah. No, MJ I don't Watson. even think it was Mary. It is. Because they, they do say Jones they Watson. They show her in on the... Again, it's a little bit of like an Easter egg. I believe you. Well, but like I, when I they're doing care. the, uh, when what's his name is talking about Spider-Man, he shows the accomplices mm-hmm. or it's on the paper. It might be actually on I the paper from the Daily something. Bugle. I don't know It why shows each that. of their names in full. They say it in And the, it says Mary Jones Watson. When like the CIA is interviewing her, they yeah. say Miss Watson and she goes, it's just Jones now. Yeah. But right. it is Mary. It is MJ. But it's Mary Jones. Yeah. But right? she's not really, that's the thing. She's not really MJ. Like she is in this universe, but like. She's not the yeah. original MJ. No. And even <laughs> uh, this, Toby this Maguire universes. Guy, it keeps saying uh, yeah. that my MJ, he keeps saying. Yeah. Oh, I mean my MJ. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, it's fine. It's different universes. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, that doesn't mean that Kristen I have to Dunks. like it as much as the original. No. But it is what it is. You know, there's I things like about her as an actress. I think she's perfectly oh, she capable. I would have awesome been a, since interviewed a vampire. I just, yeah. I would have been fine if they created a new role for her. Like she doesn't have to be Mary Jane. She could have been like, Zendaya yeah. Jane. <laughs> it could have, it, she could have been a completely different actress and I would have been like, okay, mm-hmm. that's totally fine. But it's like, do you have to make her Mary Jane? When it's like, it feels like you're just cashing in because she's not anything like, at least you could say Aunt May is like some aspects of Aunt May. She's she's that person. I guess, I don't know. Maybe I'm overthinking it. Maybe I'm underthinking it. Mm. Maybe I'm being rude and stupid and bad so <laughs> all of the above maybe all the above yeah carry on carry on yep all right well i guess with that we'll probably wrap things up um why don't you give the listeners some ways to get connected to you guys again yeah, again i've been ross caligiuri you can find me at dreaming in the shadows.com dave at the vasic.com sweet um yeah. for me as always you can uh, get connected uh through the website which is realviewmedia.com uh we also have facebook which is facebook slash realviewmedia uh, facebook.com slash review media and then uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts and perspectives on anything we talked about past present or maybe in future uh for the show so shoot us a line real review media at gmail.com uh if you had any additional thoughts input perspectives or whatnot um love to yeah, hear I'll that answer from you. any and all questions yes posed. this will probably be our last one of the year too so just want to say thanks for be. listening and we'll catch you next year yeah Happy we usually days and all that yeah well usually yeah. with the podcast we do a year in review type thing but there just hasn't been enough to do a year in review type episode right. so and we've also done hours and hours of content on the on yeah. movies yeah. <laughs> yeah well we usually do a best of and worst of on the podcast oh, but well, I would we have like a couple yeah. this year how many do you think we did Six, five? Yeah, five Teen? or six. Yeah. We usually Teen? go back to, I mean, when we were when we were reviewing like, you know, two or three episodes a week, you know, I'll there's like you can some, pick uh, out, you know, your top 10 or your yeah. bottom 10. Now it's like my top three or my top, my bottom three. It's like it. Do we need know? to, we need to boost up the numbers? I don't know. So do I we? can start doing walk into my Are you going to take your reviews. shirt off? Is that where this happens? Walk into my car reviews. <laughs> <laughs> it's sunny in 76. Yeah, there you go. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, it has Just been real. Just came out of what? 
I just came out of uh, Lucille Ball show. I can't remember the name of it now. Uh, I, I love Lucy. Joke. I love Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not, not a great one. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. Strong right. ending. Strong ending. Strong ending. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Which one? It's it, a Lucille Ball show. No, this. All right. Let me wrap it up, guys. Yeah. All right. It's been real.